time to get weird in here with the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Werner. And this is episode number 326 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Uh, yes, it is. 326, the official unofficial podcast of the Weird Science Get Fresh crew, Eric. Beep, boop. Beep, boop. And with that, we are here. And if you want to, you know, get a little more Jim and Eric in your life, maybe in your pocket, I don't know. After you listen to this podcast, you can go and talk to us over at Twitter. Tell the Weird Science. What is it? Weird Science DC. Oh. Too many things going on in my head right now, including how much I enjoy your company. We All also right. have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and we have a Patreon account where you can support us for all of this stuff and get a, a ton more, including what we do each week, a DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight with two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. I said Get Fresh Crew. Zip, zip. <laughs> <laughs> and what we did this week, two big ones, Eric. Two big ones. Two. Number two. Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hour Extreme. Number one, Eric. You know it's extreme. It has three X's. That must be a big one. Three X's that thing has. And Superman number 27, where we finally get to Sin Mar. And I don't mean the man. You I mean, mean the planet, the, the planet, the language, the, the system. system. <laughs> Name the system, Eric. Lando's not a system. And if you do want to go over and hear that, it's about an hour long for those two. And pretty much me and Eric lose our minds pretty much throughout the whole deal. I don't so, recall. I've blocked it out. Yeah, I know. You, you usually do. It's after we get done a Bendis book, somehow they're asking me where <laughs> I have to point at a, a stuffed animal. After I'm like, I don't know all about he that. Here, here, <laughs> it all goes here. to my brain, my ears, my eyes, especially Action Comics with John Romita Jr. and Bob Derek. Oh but here we are to Talk about that. We just said the picks from the badasses of the Get Fresh Correct Beep Boop. And so with that, here is the badass roll call. We're going to give a little shout out to our badass friends. Jay Jennings starts out the proceedings as he does, Eric. Probably mad. He's like, why don't you wait till it gets a little lower <laughs> until I get mentioned? But that's, because, that's what we no. feel about Jay Jennings, right? No, no. It's because oh. Jay Jennings is a huge badass Why are you talking all that crap about he, him? I'm not, not him. I'm saying he's going to say that he should do that. Josh oh, Murray. that's often my crap yes. to talk on. No, that's usually what I talk about you. Josh Murray huh. from Not A Robot Podcast. You should check out Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly. Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000. This song sounds louder than it ever has. Uh, D-Man, right? They're, they're, it's so low to me. I don't know what oh you're talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, Dave, Lady Abby, Matches, Balone is joined again. Matches, nice. thanks for coming back. Niels, we're going to hear from Niels later. David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, also from Not A Robot Podcast, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comp Boom Rocky over there on YouTube, Seller Dweller, Mark Jagger, Eric G, Aljun Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Abair from the Bat Pod, Ruben. Ruben was on with me talking about sure some X-Men. And there we go, Eric. I went too long, and we're going to keep going with that. Where, where are you going there? Uh, E26. Uh, 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 yeah. Come on, Eric. My name is Jim. 
I messed up, but it's still a win. <gasps> Do you like that? Carlos, <laughs> T-Funk, Luke Hollywood. Who would want to be on this? Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew. How did I miss all that? What was I doing that whole time? Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Vane, Dalton, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, where me and him did a Batman Beyond podcast. What do you think of that, Eric? The oh. chances. Our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double Aaron. What happened? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this whole thing is, I've been watching a lot of Office lately, and pretty much that show is, you know, Jim screwing with Dwight for the majority of it, and I really want, since you and I share a Dropbox with all our different stuff throughout the podcast, I really want to go in here and periodically just shorten the badass roll call song each week. (laughs) I just think maybe you're doing it. You jerk. All of a sudden, (laughs) everything's in jello. Uh, the thing is, though, I, I feel bad. Once you start naming things, I got to, you know, give the equal opportunity to everybody. And then I, my head goes spinning. I probably, I probably even miss people. If I did, I apologize. Ruben, Ruben ended up talking uh, about some Marvel stuff with me for this week's uh, X-Men side of things over at Marvel. But that's that, Eric. We're going to get to a bunch of books and some mail. Everybody right. everybody decided this week was the, the week to bell. I think that what happens is when we have a shorter podcast, and maybe the shortest we've had last episode. More people, people like, listen. Not people, yeah. It seems that. But also <laughs> it's like, boy, it was so sad. Because the people who are down with it, you know, they like the longer, Eric. If you're down with it, you like longer. And so they're like, oh, man, they didn't have any mail. It would have been longer. So they email. And then we're like, oh, my God, it all hit right here. But we'll have all of that five books tonight including some big ones, right? But we're going to go off right now and get to them their books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love the meat and the cheese that we crave Oh Jim We just want to hear your voice some more And we want to hear Uh, yes, it is Jim's Reviews and Eric's here. And Maybe. if you want to go off and read some of these reviews, you can go again to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we have all of these as written reviews. The written word, Eric, it might be dead, but hey. Sure is. Better dead than read, I Bunch say. Bunch of right? readers out there. What That's are you doing? right. Keep better listening dead to than... podcasts and watching videos. <laughs> yeah, I, podcasts. <laughs> you're, you're pushing it there as well. I mean, really. I but, listen to so many podcasts a week. Yes, you do. Do you watch a lot of the YouTube videos of I the do. reviews? Of the reviews. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. You're not I've really already, down with that. Why am I going to be doing that? Because I've already read all the books. 
You mean what you end up doing is watching the year-end specials for the top of the pop since like 1972 all the way through 89? That's Why would what anybody you've been want doing? to do that bullshit? I don't know. I was doing that and it inspired me somehow to go off and want to do a karaoke version of Do They Know It's Christmas? Trying to imitate all the voices, Eric. It was nonsense. It, it really ended up as You nothing. have a family. Spend time with them. They were in bed. They avoid me. They're all watching they Arrow. Bed, and here I was like an asshole screaming doing oh, the top I'm sure, of the pops. I am. I am. I'm, I'm downstairs. I'm in the, in the basement. You know, it's Christmas oh, time. Not I, I really like my version. I'm like, hey, everybody, here comes boy George. And then I start doing it. And in our world. You, you know, I'm doing all that. set up for you to oh, walk through. Hell yeah, I do. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's George Michael back from the dead. I'm like, yep, here I go. My my favorite part of that is Bono, but that's just me. Eric, we're going to start off this night of podcasting, the meat and cheese, with num, num, you know, when, when, when the Batman books come out, they're always going to be number one on the page and in your heart. And we're going to start with Detective Time Comics slide. number, number 1,000. Right? I almost put that because, there, <laughs> you know I have a parody song for that as well. So, you know, that's what the deal. And, and I was feeling better. I was doing some – and then I started feeling bad again. But last night – it was clicking, Eric. I was like, all right, karaoke. Jim He's is only town. alive when he sings his heart out. That, that's true. Actually, I sat there and I'm like, look at me. I actually thought like you had well, already you just said. Sat there. You didn't even stand up to freaking perform to your no. imaginary friend crowd. <laughs> Who do I have? It's not a gig, Eric. It's only karaoke. <laughs> and so I do sit there. Now, if I really have to belt something out. unplugged. I'm on a stool. <laughs> little things. I will stand up if I have to belt something out. Usually I'm seated. I'll seated karaoke is. <laughs> and so I, I end up doing that. But I did think at about 1.30 a.m. last night, why am I doing this? I'm a loser. I'm, I'm yeah, doing yeah. karaoke on my own. Only for my pleasure, though I did send the results to one Mark Jager, uh-huh. and he liked them. They're kind yeah, of funny. Yeah. I He's almost a nice en- boy, that Mark Jager. He doesn't want to he say is. anything bad about anybody. Darn right. Why do you think I send it to him? <laughs> I don't need any critic. I was going to send you a thing because one of the things I did last night was legitimately uh, going to start off as a parody song that was a gift to you and Jess for your anniversary, Eric. And it would have been great. And I just wanted you to say, like, hey, Jess, come over to my computer <laughs> And listen to Jim's presence. It would have been so good. But we're here. Detective Comics number yes. 1030. Eric, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Bilkless Evely. Right? You got that? Colors by yeah. Matt Lopez. One T. Don't trust him. Letters by Rob Lee. While Mirror is on the cover of this issue, Eric, if you blink, you will miss him. It does give a little more space for Chris Nakano who I just realized his name was Christopher, this issue, to have nightmares, smash his wife's priceless set of masks, and reaffirm, that's just in my head, Eric. I think those masks are his wife. How dare you assume that they're his wife's masks? You know that that's Nakano's masks. I don't know. I think that they are family heirlooms, and these are priceless, and he just smashes them just out of anger. He is a hitter. His wife's priceless set of masks and reaffirm his determination to become mayor of Gotham with his anti-mask policies that's only a little bit of the issue though with the rest of it recapping what damien has done recently and then show that the bat family are a bunch of morons except tim drake who i guess was smart enough to get his ass out of gotham after the joker war i'm still a little shady about the the spoilers there yes you know but i'm more concerned with tim drake right so you end up also also i will mention 
Cass, I, I don't like this new look of this. This is the you know, classic thing. look. This I, is I don't what like everybody it. wanted her to go back to. And I think that is the badass. worst. That is the worst mask I ever saw. It looks like she's now going to go off to, to film BMX bandits. This is, I, I don't this, need this is that. the same mask that she has had just with bad ears. Yeah, I, uh, the thing is now, it, it's a little different when you see that. Before she just like, didn't she have a zipper? There at no, the mouth area, it was didn't a patch. she? Oh, I thought it was a zipper. But you start off with you're what thinking we think. a freaking <laughs> the freaking the S and M black mask that we had during Snyder's run of freaking All Star Batman. I was just thinking of my gimp mask that I have in the exactly. closet. Eric. That but was black you mask. End up, yes, you end up here with the opening, which is a nightmare, a nightmare vision. Chris Nakano, Eric, he's thinking back to when his partner was burned to death and he lost his oh, eye. That Joker war. And the way this plays out, the way this plays out, it almost makes me think that the heat got too much and the eye was boiling and popped out. You, you I'm know, telling you, you, this you whole get, thing with the idea where his eye is just missing and the Batman is taunting him with the eyeball and this terrible nightmare that Nakano's yeah. having. I'm sitting here, like, his friend is obviously burning to death in this terrible fire during the Joker war, but I'm like, we don't really get to see how Nakano lost his eye. And I'm sitting there, no. like, how did that happen? Like, did and he end up yeah. like, you know, a hot ember fall down from the ceiling of a burning building right into his eye? He looked up. Ah! It boiled, Eric, and it popped out. That's what oh. I say. Also, what I really would have liked, if you're really going to give us a full out foreshadowing and kind of, you know, maybe even a little fun, Eric, I wish that Batman was just saying I because he's got his eyeball, but this is a precursor you to brother eye. eye? Yeah, I want him to, that's how it happens. Well, I'm saying it will be because now he's liking the punts where, hey, where's my eye? I have it. That's that's all I need, Eric. And Nakano gets pissed. And this is a nightmare version of what happened, obviously. I don't think Batman's like, hey, look at this, your eye. But we both think that maybe this is a little more than reaffirming the idea of why Nakano's upset. You get the partner mentioned again, and me and you both think that it's very possible now that Mirror is his partner. I sat sat there reading this and seeing this whole thing with the burned-up partner and stuff like that, another cop, and I went back to like a 1980s Batman, or it was Detective Comics, one of those, like, uh, it was a small story arc where a a bad cop was burned up and he became the savage skull and was killing off other cops and stuff like that because he was, you know, he was just, looked awful but i'm sitting here i'm like is this just a remake of the savage skull and then before the show you and i went and looked at some solicits because we're arguing about what we think is going to happen in detective comics and if you go and look at future solicits it does kind of point out who amira supposedly is in my mind supposedly is or that's just that they get the mirror show because it almost seems like mirror is a little bit pushed aside already i mean this issue has them on the cover just but the, yet, even, even he's the only MO one with deal. the mirror feels like it, it's definitely that character. But you could have it be this burn victim partner. Could be. And a, I would cover myself up with a mirror, right? You don't want people looking at you like that. I know you have problems with it. So it, that would make sense. But it also would show you that one incident caused two different, you know, two cops that were partners. One to go the route of I'm going to be mayor. I'm going to make the city right the right way. Or the other one being I end up, I want to burn well, everything down because you burned me, you jerk. Is, you say that, but this, all he really wants to do is get rid of the freaking vigilantes in Gotham. Same thing that Nakano wants to do. And it's yeah. just, he's going politically about it. And, you know, Mirror, all the Mirror is really doing is having freaking warehouse meetings, talking a big game about it and listening in on frequencies. That's all he's done so far. He's not that bad of a guy. But when you have these two like characters like this, you know, Nakano and his partner, who I don't recall his name because 
it doesn't matter. But uh, oh, I know. When, hey, wait, his it's mirror. His name is Eric. It's is not, what it's not, I think, but I think it, it is. Was. Let's say it is. But like yeah. you know, if that's the case, where it's like two partners who went down two like t- different two roads brothers. to the same destination. But yeah. like even when Nakano wakes up, and he's all upset about losing his eye as partner. What the vigilantes have done to the city. What the supervillains have done to the city. His the mere like presence of the collection of mass he has above his headboard. I'm like, you are Norman Osborn from the first Spider-Man movie yeah. right now. You are a supervillain waiting to happen because who has these masks lying like lying around or hanging up on their wall? Now that I look to my left, there's two Jason masks. There's another. Yeah, there mask. you go. That's like you. Don't we all wear masks, Eric? Isn't that what life's there's all about? Puppet. <laughs> Isn't that the, the masks? <laughs> you, you also had I don't know. Tomasi had his cold of false face slash masks like that at the end of the DCYOU and Detective Comics, so he had that as well. But He wasn't when, a cult. He was a mage or sorcerer, yes. priest witch. Please, knows? don't even try to make it make sense now because you couldn't do it then, and neither could Tomasi. But when Nakano, I liked it, the idea, Nakano wakes up and he's mad, and his wife's like, damn it, I knew I should have gotten rid of these masks. I should have packed them up a little. He, he gets a little upset about the masks, and yet when he wakes up from the nightmare, there they are, staring at my he's got that masks. one fox one. I think he's going to be a fancy freaking fox of the terrible trio in the next, you know, few and, months. And then the cat, Eric, the cat. And, the cat. and so what? And then I the think Batgirl, though, you know, villain grotesque okay. mask right there. Yeah, there he is. And when you get this, and really, if you have him move his arm, that might be Professor Pig. When you end up though with the setup, now at the end of this issue, I'm not going to tell you that what Damien does is real clear at points, and it's a little convoluted to try to figure it out. But the idea of this with Mirror and Nakano both having the same MO, that starts me thinking that Mirror might be his partner. But what also does is you're not setting up anything more than one or the other because they do seem to have exactly the same MO. And I know what you were saying, that if it is the partner, you would think he'd be more just, I'm going to get Batman, though they should be mad at the Joker, really. But the idea that you're not really setting up- mad at the Joker when the Batman could have taken care of him years ago? Hey, that's not their thing. Or maybe even created him? Who are they to say? They could have done the same thing. They could have went off and done it. Uh, They're not psychopaths jumping off rooftops and masks. You have Mirror as this character. Mirror is on the the cover yeah. and then when you don't get him except like i said one one get him, thing boss. get him down with bats he's yelling he's now he's targeting batman after seeing this big i think that it, it jives with me with the idea that you're not really setting up your villain pretty much because you don't have to because he's a partner he's just doing things a little different and then you're gonna have the con- who knows well it's Maybe even we'll less find- the idea in my mind to set up the mirror because the mirror like you said in the previous issue is like the reason he wears the mask of the show it's just not one person it's everybody it's because he's a back. burn victim yeah, probably but no the uh the whole thing is it's almost like what we're dealing with with punchline the idea of dividing the city and what they believe and stuff like that you could be pro-vigilante you could be a post-vigilante but even with the people who think that punchline is innocent people are thinking the whole premise of everything that we seem to be doing right now in Gotham City is dividing the people. Yeah, it is. But what was weird, and again, this was last issue where I said, isn't it weird that the main villain does have the same exact MO as the guy who was supposed to be the good guy to, to elevate Gotham? It seems weird. It seems too weird where you're not having differences. And you pointed out a real big thing. Here's Mirror, who's the the bad guy. He's the villain. He's not doing anything that bad. 
Yeah. He's actually just trying to be this, you know, the the vision of a new Gotham. And look at me, we're going to go unmask. He's not there slaughtering everyone, which would be off for He's a the blue cop. collar anti-mask. I mean, it, you would think that Nakano would not be upset about his partner if his partner was a piece of crap or a dirty cop. Nakano seems to be on the up and up. I think that one of the things to be like, you know, there's not a lot of great cops here and, and one did die, but I think that it's him. And I think that it's just going to end up, oh man, you go on, you do what you got to do. I'm going to retire as a mayor or he'll die though. And it'll be like Darth Vader unmasking. Holy crap. What's under there? But we'll see. This is all just us guessing yeah but that's the fun part i think of the issue because then we end up getting pretty much dark poetry batman that we have not been going on in batman and the teen titans and detective comics for the rest of our issue yeah i mean we haven't seen dark poetry batman uh, since selena stole the night eric and this all deal (laughs) talking about damien the R was a burden. The R was an anchor. The R was holding him back. I, I just imagine if I had an inner monologue to myself that was like this, I think I'd just end up calling myself an asshole as well. Because Maybe. this whole thing, like, Tony, the most I say is like, fuck, I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> I'm like, where did my oh, life Jesus lead Christ, me Jess down to this really basement? I'm like a bitch tonight. What am I going to do about this? I'm God, like, man, the bar's not open. What the hell am I going to do? Is there anything good on TV? Listen to the dark poetry that Bruce That's your going dark on. poetry? I thought that you'd be like, the D was a burden. You're just going with the D. I'm the looking D is at a it. Burden. And I think that everybody- Especially when everybody wants the D. Yeah, really. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know that, but I'd like to. I sometimes pretend I'm Rob Lowe. Eric and I imagine it. Uh, yeah, when he's like I the pretend R- you're Rob Lowe from the stand. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Death I don't, and I don't, I don't know what that means. Well, you don't have to pretend for that. The R <laughs> was a burden. I'm like, I don't know. Anybody could probably insert something in there and you're like, okay. But it, it's dark poetry. Even when he's like, Robin ripped the symbol off his chest like it was burning a hole in him. This is Batman who's just waxing poetic looking at the R instead of saying, man, I wonder where Damien is because I'm afraid he's going to kill more people. He's just it's so it's so verbose and and so like not flowery, but it's it's dark poetry type deal as he's thinking back at Damien beating the crap out of him. And and I think he's like, do you think he played it up a little because he still is a 13 year old? You know, I know that he's pissed. I know he can fight. He can only hit so, so hard. And so Batman let him, I let him beat me up in front of the Teen Titans. You know, he's not he's, ever going to show himself yourself, that. Batman. <laughs> and he says, and I said, there's been times where Rafe that. will That's punch right. me. Rafe will punch me. And I, I say it afterwards. Yeah, at least you were just punching me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hit you back. That's one of my big arguments. Maybe when that's he's why like, he keeps punching you. Well, he keeps saying he's a big man. I'm like, I don't know. And you know, I'm not going to punch back. You don't really got much there. But it's all this deal to, you know, recap what has gone on in that Teen Titans annual specifically. And really, the thing is, I usually hate recaps, especially when it's as heavy as this is in this issue. But getting back into something that's Teen Titans related, which we ended on a note, which, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing where Damien's ripping off the R and declaring Robin no more and all this stuff, because I like him as Robin, but the direction that that book was going was at least interesting to me. And the first thing to be interesting since the Jin War really put a halter to that series. And now that that's over, getting back into it, I'm like, I'm excited for this. And even though you're just recapping, I'm like, I'm sure there are people that are reading Detective Comics that weren't following Teen Titans who might be into this whole thing. And so you need that because Tom King didn't really deal anything with Damien except 
you know, a couple times near when he the wedding was on things like in that. The living room. He cried then, yeah, and then Jason Todd made fun of him like a jerk. He was in he was in Batberg. Like you have all those things, but if people haven't been now, my problem is you're he getting a little killed. too, as I said, verbose, Eric. You're getting with this, and you're not really means. you're not really setting up the idea that Damien has killed Brother Blood. You haven't yep. set up that he's you know in prison people so the the major parts that you're talking about that were interesting and leading to this wasn't necessarily the rip the r off and throw it at him there there was a lead up that you don't get here i wish you did i wish there was more of that lead up to end with he gave me the r just like a letterman's jacket and i yeah. knew we were not dating anymore right we were <laughs> dating and then the r but yeah you're you're just dealing with kind of the hey he isn't robin anymore and he has the casebook. Those are the two things that you see. The black Tomasi case wants to make book. Sure. The black casebook of Batman's for crimes that he has never solved. And like we saw in the Teen Titans, Damien, the son of Batman, believes that his father is not, you know, for all the crime fighting he's done, he is not doing it right. That's why Damien's decided, I'm going to find these criminals and I'm going to kill them. So now he's just going to make his father look like a fool even more where I'm not Robin. I'm going to do things the right way. I'm going to go and solve your hardest cases right now. And when I find the people, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, he doesn't say that. He may uh, think that from so going. Far. But again, though, Tomasi does not bring up anything like that for the people, like you said, haven't been reading. So if well, you go into this. That's what Go see the Teen you, Titans. And even that annual, yeah, it does mention it, but you would have to know a little, you know, leading up. I just think that Tomasi's kind of like, well, Damien's going to prove himself that he's better. I just, I don't see them letting Damien just go hog wild and kill what people. What I find especially. the honest about this whole thing is that throughout Bruce Wayne's life, before he went on his quest to become the Batman, it seems that people are going out of their way to try to murder this pre-teenage and teenage boy. And I'm like, this is like the craziest part of Batman's life and that it I think is the I've craziest. ever heard. And the weird thing about it is that's in the beginning of the – I mean that's the first page. You see it, the first page there and y- you start to think, okay, I get this black case book. These are the unsolved. Well, what is this? You know, bigger than your black book, Eric, with all your ladies and your ghost huntings? Because there is like the first thing. He didn't even get that done. And so you expect the idea where if Damien's going to go off and, you know – Go after thrill devil is some way, but going after a lady who is a police officer, yet it may be Again, the step I, to I get it. Is. it it's, a, it's a total step because the thing is, even when you go to the, the case file, you have like four attacks on Bruce Wayne's life throughout his t- like in time. I, I don't even know how, like, you know, close they were to each other, these attacks to try to murder Bruce Wayne. But this whole thing, when you go to the police station, then and you go through the cases that they have and the idea that these were the officers who were in charge of the investigation. And this one woman, uh, Catherine Podolsky, she is on every one different guys, stuff like that. There is no way in my mind that this woman is the same person as trying to kill Bruce Wayne. Well, we'll see. It could be leading to the idea of like the firefighter that ends up always first at the scene. I don't know because you are kind of assigned to an so area. There's, there's, but- there's a fire bug and this is the lady's a murder bug yeah maybe or she is the one who's supposed to go because here's the thing why weren't these solved by even the police i know that you know yeah batman luck, who hasn't luck. solved it i think that she has tampered with some evidence that's what possible. i think it's going to show but again when we get well we'll do it now we don't have to wait till we get it because we're talking about it the idea that batman has not solved this case and has left it go it's it's pretty much the first case ever the first unsolved case that is in there when he was 13, Damien's age, 
He was five foot eight there. No, and, dude, yeah, I've been sitting here going. holding my tongue the entire time. This 13-year-old boy Shut is up. taller than a Jim Warner, and I'm laughing yeah. so hard at these studies. By I'm about a sixteenth of an inch. I wanted to freaking bring this up in a way like this. Like, what do you find more alarming, Jim? The idea that Alfred was 35 when Bruce was 13 for how haggard he looked later on. Like, how old do you think Batman is now for how haggard but, you know, Alfred would end up looking for him being thir- uh, 35 here? He's younger, he's younger than me in this picture, but I'm like – but or do you find that more alarming or the fact that a 13-year-old Bruce Wade is taller than you? Well, I'm looking at, at that 13-year-old Bruce, but still I think that I could kick his 13-year-old well, ass like a, like and yours. I can kill you. Yeah, I don't have that. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. I, I will have to say that we're about the same build. We actually are, and I'm a lot older you than him. So he, can, he can go fuck himself, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. That's why Tanya wants no parts of me. But yeah, you end up with Good this where – You have this first case and it just seems like it's too easy for Damien to start getting it solved right away. And then you get like Greg Rucka as Ed Rucka, Greg Brubaker. I don't need that. But he's just on his way to diving deep into a case. And this is his first lead. We'll see. We I don't think we have tons of issues for him to go through all these cases. So we'll see where it does lead and see if it is Damien just trying to, you know, do something that his father couldn't do or if he's going to take it to the extreme. And I start find this killing. aspect of the story infinitely more interesting than the Bath family calling a meeting together where they all just hang out to see what's going on, how pretty much the people are against the Bath family. They're cutting their lines somehow, throwing garbage and goddamn planting the apes nets on them when they're trying to stop crime. To the point where it's like, well, Nightwing ordered this meeting. I didn't do it. I thought you did. I thought you did. And then all of a sudden, the mirror and his anti-mask goons come running in because they have hijacked the frequency. I'm like, this is the Batman, the Bat family. Like, there's no way in my mind that anybody can really go and just hack the freaking Bat frequency. You know, I'm telling you, this is a blue-collar group of freaking thugs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the mirror might be somebody, but it doesn't feel right. Like, I'm telling you, we are just like the... Like, I'm trying to think of the word, which obviously I'm stupid and can't, but we're making the Bath family look like a bunch of idiots to elevate these people that we know nothing about. in my blurb, morons, because – and I still think that it goes with Damien going and saying, wait a minute, let me look at this case book. I think I'll go down to the Gotham PD and look in their cold case file. Okay, solved, or at least a clue that Batman never had. You can say Batman's been busy, but – I think he's just an overzealous 13-year-old who thinks he's better than everybody else. Well – First off, the GCPD, they really good at their jobs. I mean, really. Yeah. uh, That cold case room is huge. I mean, look at all these files in there. Did they solve anything? So you have that. But what I got was, okay, hey, we're going to have this meeting. We're having problems. They're trying to unmask us. You get the surface level. Jason Todd, somebody tries to unmask me. They're going to have the broken fingers, right? Tim Drake's nowhere to be found. Like you said, Stephanie's not there either. But usually we'll at least get the Robins. I I don't really mind if spoilers there or not. When he's attacked by people, just to go full on freaking, you know, you know, freaking darkness, magic powers, whatever he has now to go and to make shadow demons at him to scare the hell out of everybody. Here's the thing. You're saying that the Bat family, they're pretty much morons here. They've been duped into this. The minute that they get on that rooftop and see that somebody invited Duke, they know that it well, wasn't dude, them. All this They're we like, can actually make me think about is when, you know, Dickie Boy during the Joker War went and, you know, somehow made everybody think that Barbara Gordon – actually, it was, it was Punchline making everybody think that she was Barbara Gordon calling a meeting for Red Hood and Tim Drake and then, you know – and I'm like, you guys don't even know what anybody sounds like. Who called this meeting? Like, man, I don't know who the hell this is. 
It was an Evite, Eric. Batman said maybe. He actually showed, though, that shows how good a guy is. When when they end up with Mir and his thugs showing, I just thought, what are we, in Left for Dead? We're up there waiting and for again, the helicopter. And again, the idea that you can, like, you know, actually mimic somebody's voice like that makes me think that the solicit might be, you know, on the money about who this is. True, but we don't know how it came. It could have been a text. We we don't know why I think that. System. But why I think, but they just say, you know, you got the message. I got the message. I. It could have just been, we don't know. It could have been a text or something. Send they don't the really say. Yeah. And, and with that, I think that the frequency deal could be something a cop would figure out or know or whatnot too. So we'll see. If it ends up being hush, then, then I'm out, Eric. I'll slap you. I'll slap you. I was silly. trying not to say because who Because that'll be too much. Well, it doesn't matter. It's in the solicits. And, it's, it's, and we're a spoiler podcast. And it's probably not right. So we'll see. I think that what that is. is some, right. No, I think that that's what Damien finds out is who he's going after. I think it's his, you know, little casework here that you think will it was lead Tommy to that. Elliot was hush as a thirteen-year-old no, boy I think trying it to take might pot be, shots. I think it might be somebody else going on, and and it leads to now. But even if it was somebody else, we'll see. I just don't think they'd solicit out the, you know, the mirrors. Emma, they usually don't go that far to do that, so we'll have to see. But the the ending, basically, you know, they go running off. Everybody's chasing them, and then you get the Damien deal. That family and, scatter. Like you said, though, you have Damien's stuff, I think, is a little, you know, it's a little more interesting, even though I wonder what's going on. But are we just going to get every cliffhanger to be Damien's next step? I don't want that. I don't need to have, because that's what we had last issue. The cliffhanger, oh, no, Damien got the book. This cliffhanger, oh, no, Damien's looking into it. Look, I want to see more of this. It might not be too bad if they actually had something else for the rest of the issue to do. Well, that's fine. And with this, this maybe one did not the, have that. It, it's already though starting. If the next issue just has Damien Cliffhanger deal, then I will just say to you then, like I'll say now, they don't have much of a Damien story either if they keep just doing that. I need more of it. It's more interesting. And also the idea where I really was hoping when Batman said to the Bat family, listen, anybody here from Damien? Because if you do let me know, I actually really wanted to see that Jason Todd was talking to him again, like he was doing the Teen Titans, or maybe Dick Grayson is trying to help him because he's worried about how he's going. I feel going, like this but- takes place before that Teen Titans, before the way that Batman tells everybody. Yeah, he's there with the the R, and he's sitting there with it. So I think that that's you know part of he, the deal. You know, Batman tells everybody about the deal with Damien. Then I think everybody would go and look for Damien, and you know that would lead to Red Hood talking to the rest of the Teen Titans. Yeah, I, I think that this there's no thing saying it's before, and we already saw him talking no, no, about the throwing away the R and the way it goes out of that. It would be very confusing for people who did read it to think, well, there's Batman thinking of what Damien did, and then this meeting goes and he goes off to it. I would think that it would have to have been already happened and we're going with real time joker wars over and now we have this going on so i'm going with that just myself but damien's going around trying to solve stuff and we'll see we'll see but overall i thought the art was a little off and i like bill classevoli okay um yeah i I, it was a little scratchy yeah a little pencil it's kind of dull and scratchy at times but there's something charming about this that's just not like you know out of the ordinary that i didn't mind and i didn't like uh you know dick grayson's big chin that he had in that little so deal there. And, and also it's weird because you go down and some of the, the characters in these little, you know, little things. Why is Duke Thomas? He looks overly cartoony as well. It looks very everybody odd. He looks but overly cartoony. Now I'm telling you, not everybody. Uh, Batwoman looks okay. She looks like standard deal. He has like a, a really huge she looks, head. I'm, telling you, I'm looking at this one panel of Batwoman. She looks like a devil for the way the freaking no, bad ears come at, off that mask. I'm looking at their 
their little pictures of them and and then you get to duke and he just looks like boy he's like saturday morning cartoon but overall i'd give it a six what would you give it i'd give it a six as well that's the thing is i would think i was going a little high on it because like i said the, the art's not great but it's not terrible either there's a lot of you know catch-up recap for this issue, but it's going towards a place that I'm actually interested in. I just wish that we did more with the mirror story, which is our main focus, and it just kind of falls fly here and makes the rest of our heroes look like idiots, which is very disappointing. But I do look forward to things that have been set up here going forward with what we can get out of it as long as we can continue to get stuff out of it. And Endless Winter and Future State doesn't put a halt to everything that was, you know, all the momentum that Tomasi's putting here. Because even the idea of leading Damien down a dark road to possibly like a redemption, maybe not. The idea of Tomasi having that chance again, it's very exciting to me. Yeah, it just seems like you already did that. That's yeah. what seems weird to me. Uh, but it's I like do think that. like 10 years ago almost, Jim. Yeah, yeah but it still no. <laughs> was. A, it was pretty much one of the only stories that a lot of people uh, only read that and Super Sons with Damien. But uh, I would think that if we do have this, you know, change or whatever, you will end up having, you know, the no masks type deal go forward after Future State, which would be odd because. There, there's all that stuff with Future State happening, like the the villain of the Bat Family, the Magistrate, right? He's there, he's doing his thing, and that seems like that's going to carry on in a weird way as well, but then get shoved in. I don't know what I, they're going to do. The thing with the way that they describe the people going against our, our heroes fighting crime and stuff like that, like sabotaging them, mid, you know, like even the idea where I forget which one it was, if it was Red Hood or it was the Signal, where they were ambushed with somebody acting like they were being attacked just to try to lure a, bit, like a, a mask out. It really like takes away the fear factor of the Bat family, the idea of these you know people that are going out there, you know, to strike crime and the fear of criminals everywhere. When people are just like, "Fuck these people," I'm just going to bring them out there and you know somehow cut their line or kick their ass when they come to do something. Like there's like everyday people. Like I like the idea of possibly having a Batman Gear One feel where it's fresh. Like people like aren't down with masks. Even the police might be going after them. But when the everyday citizens think they're a joke, I'm like. Well, everybody's going to think they're a joke if that's the case. Yeah, Yeah. and and you do have the one deal where Batman says while they're having the actual meeting that they didn't set up, you know, hey, I I ended up this Nakano. He's the real deal. I saw the hate in his eyes when Nightwing came and saved him. Even after saving him, he felt like. But when you have that deal with, oh, my God, a purse snatcher, and then you come down, ha-ha, unmask. So it's very much like what's going on in the Champions book and all the things over at my and i can't stand it like you said you end up where the heroes are still acting good they're still acting like heroes i'm here where do the people then think like wait a second they actually put their lives thinking that i was being murdered why am i doing this why why well, am I'm i duping you, the them like idea that? that we have right now like i said before like what we're doing with gotham city right now with the people being divided where it's almost this one of thing i'm going to talk about in punchline where it really does feel like we're almost like james Tyne in the fourth is being topical without being so on the nose with things that you have to spell out things like how they are as everybody sees on Twitter on the news every single day but the idea of people being divided in their beliefs to the point where there might be violence because of how like you know strongly you feel about something and somebody else disagrees with you we have this here but ultimately it just makes everybody look like a piece of shit because here we are on the outside seeing it and knowing what the truth is but like yeah everybody here is just a piece of shit so what you're telling me when we talk about punchline only half of them look like pieces of shit right yeah that's kind of actually I get I get weird mixed signals from Punchline, which it's good because we're going to go off to that right now. Ooh, girl, you got some 
Punchline number one, written by James Tynan IV and Sam Johns with art by Mirka Andolfo, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Gabriella Downey. The trial of the century is on as Punchline is faced with the possibility of spending the rest of her life behind bars for her actions during the Joker War, but this is o- this only seems to be the encore to the war itself as the protege of the Joker prepares for a media circus gym where yes. she's uploaded her story across the internet and she has created a following behind herself being a victim of the Joker, which seems to have divided Gotham City itself as of her culpability. Bluebird and Leslie Tompkins are on the scene, though, but are they just the pieces in the Punchline's larger game? Oh my goodness, isn't life a game? And while I just punchline get to have a freaking podcast that goes through the roof, Eric, what's up? Because she does something interesting, Jim. What have you ever done? Really? Dear Diary, that's what I'm going to do. It's my new uh, podcast. All you got to go out there is be a freaking, you know, a side piece to a goddamn serial killer. Start killing some people, make a podcast about it, then you too will have a following. Well, I have almost all those here. I mean, don't you consider me your side piece? I'm going to do it now. I'm a serial killer. Well, you know, you're a uh, you know ghost the face thing I killer. Kill like that is cereal boxes. Oh my, you do! I saw that in your waistline. When you end up here, oh. I'm going to do my dear diary. I'm looking for the clues of the Joker, but they're not in this basement. I guess another dead end. That's every episode because I don't leave the basement. Now it's funny because you say, and you're going with it. I think that where you're going to go with this issue, and we say it a lot. If you like a character, you'll like this. If you don't, you may not like it as well. You kind of bring your baggage in, and then you get it at the baggage return going out. And I don't think anything will change here. I don't think you see enough because this isn't necessarily an origin story. You say it it is an encore to the punchline stuff in the Joker War, right? I actually, for some reason, to me, I look at it as more of a prelude and more of a reminder. Hey, everybody. Don't you get there and tangled up with that ghost maker. I know he's still great, but remember Punchline? Everybody loved her, and now it's kind of dying off a little because we're not getting anything with her. And the idea at the end where you do get the reaffirmation, which you also at DC do as well, wait for 2021, which is a big thing. You know, you have that future state. We've got a you lot have of this. stuff planned coming yeah, up, but a so lot of crap beforehand, a lot of people, so stick with us, folks. And a lot of people may have thought, oh, man, I kind of like this punchline. We never really got the story started. Yeah, you know, Naomi. let's get this party started, baby. And this shows you, oh, okay, well, I get a little more. Gets me intrigued. Circus media, the trial of the century, all those things to then continue in 2021 telling you that definitely we're not going to get a full reboot full reset you will not have to deal without your precious punchline eric but with me going into this i i wanted more of I wanted more of the, the woman behind the makeup, Eric, is you what I needed. more behind Alexis K. You didn't get enough from listening to her podcast because that's the biggest problem I didn't in my listen mind. to the podcast, and that's you another did. thing. You no, did listen to the podcast. I'm telling you right now, this is something that is a huge miss. It's a huge miss. You know, Eric, I said at one point, 
hey, they should have official hashtags in the comic books. Everybody but you thought I was brilliant, right? Then I start doing this indie podcast. Almost every other company either already does it or they stole my idea. They ha- Why isn't DC doing that? Why didn't DC, who now has a Spotify thing going with them where they have some – why didn't they – one podcast episode, put it on Spotify for this issue so people can then go and listen to say randomly episode 17 of her podcast. You get a Punch voice there, you get a deal going. No, I think she's very big, and I think that that would be – how much would it cost them? They already have a deal with Spotify. I could do it right now. Hey, there, I'm the punchline. See, it's awesome. I think that that would have been a really cool thing for people who do love Punchline. And really, it would end up making things actually, you know, do different media things like that, which I think would have been really, really neat. DC has a hard enough time telling a story in the form that they've been doing for 80 years. I don't think they want to jump into the podcast game out of nowhere. They are. They have a podcast deal with Spotify right now. They're doing podcasts coming up. So why not just throw this together? It would take 10 minutes to do it, and it would have been fine. Have James Tyner write a little script there. Have I'm going to have a guest today. Yeah. You can even have a weird deal, meta deal, where James Tynan's being interviewed by her. That'd be ridiculous. But still, I, I just think it was a missed opportunity to actually expand some I think things. the missed opportunity was showcasing the idea of Alexis K. Punchline having a podcast that tells the like the ongoing well, journey of her trying to find the killer joke that the Joker's been trying to tell that nobody's listening for. And we pretty much sit there. She has 52 episodes of this podcast and the majority of this issue is going through and hearing, seeing Colin Rowe, Harper's brother, listen to this podcast. While he's playing the big old narration boxes. So we're yeah. just reading well, the, the dialogue a to a podcast while nobody does anything on the screen while it just flashes. Maybe, oh, here's Amusement Mile in the background and a flashback idea of somebody's mind. I'm like, this is no way to tell a story, especially no. because you are trying to set up the mystery of you know how people feel about Punchline. But like I said before, we're on the outside looking in. We have seen all the details. We're the fly on the wall watching and, and listening. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, we know that she's a bad guy. We know that she's a piece of shit. So we know she's killed. This d- division doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't with me as well. And it would have been a neat idea where you had not known that or, you know, because we know that. It makes one side being duped. And like co- even Cullen. by the end of this issue, we're like, you know, like we have exactly well, Cullen Bunn. Uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Cullen, Cullen Bunn. Bunn. Even when I was doing my written review, I almost kept writing Cullen Bunn. But now I end up just getting rid of it because I didn't want to say that. But Cullen Rowe and this whole thing, he is pretty much indoctrinated into the code of punchline because he's hearing some really like things like, well, maybe she isn't. So she is a victim because these things like he is putting it together in his mind while like why she could be innocent and a victim of the Joker. He is on the side. Plus, you know, he's being also seduced by somebody else who is of the same mindset. So I can see where you're easily do, especially being a, a kid and this whole thing and using the media like this, but like, and like wanting to make some things deeper than the are, especially if you listen, listen or read the, dialogue for the podcast like alexa k alexis k she is so pseudo teenage deep that it makes me sick because you want to make you add special meaning things it's like batman's in her monologue we just talked about like i remember being that douchebag never again yeah even then she goes through the idea of uh, she's a victim then she's not then she's looking into things the last joe the big joe and then even i think that i am getting too into this maybe it was it, it kind of twists and turns a little too much for me but i do think that what we're going to get, and I think that a lot of this, and you even mentioned that James Tynan is kind of doing, you know, a little 
bit of a variation of what's happening in our world today. Things that go on with well, you that's said, the thing, like, like the idea of being topical with a divided world right now, without being you know so topical and on the nose that it actually pisses you oh, off. Oh, I when think you it's going to get pissed off. I, I'm telling this. I think that what we're going to find out in the setup here is fully. Hey, I love the punchline. Innocent, innocent. Oh no, no. Hey, everybody. She killed these seven people. Fake news, eh, or see, the others. I don't care because I like her. That's all I see here. Because when we see this in other places, like a Batgirl number fifty and stuff like well, that, that was when anybody else too. wants to be, when anybody like it's essentially there's no like kind of like you know changing things around. It's what's going on in the yeah. world and what our heroes are dealing with. This at least we are actually taking something else and making it the centerpiece for our characters and you know the city to react in a certain way that yeah. it, we would know. I mean, where I get away from this is, you know, you do have like if, if Charles Manson was out and about jumping around and I ended up saying, oh, I was with them, but I was a victim. I don't think people would be like, well, again, I'm not punchline. Oh, Helter so, Skelter, but, I know, got you. They wouldn't be like, oh, my God, he's great. He's great. I, I just think just Helter the association. Wants shame on me. Yeah, the association <laughs> just with being with the Joker is usually bad enough for a city that just probably has every third person killed in this damn Joker war. And you even have all the, the Jokers, the people who are, you know, going to the streets. They kind of went, I would have liked to have seen more of a specific deal of somebody saying, I think that these people are supporting are just the assholes that were dressed up as Jokers before, which you kind of get with well, Colin. You, even the idea when they are protesting out in front of the trial, when her trial is about to begin, she's being marched to the courthouse. When you have this, jo- everybody's wearing the same clown mask that yeah. just took over the city and was burning it to the yeah. ground and hurting people. And like that's where you're a I bunch get psycho. Well, that's where I, I get you. the idea where you're going to end like, up. Even if you think she's innocent, why would yeah. you do that? And I think that what we're going to find out again, it's going to be like you said, the cult where these people will follow somebody and not believe anything that's said bad against them, or even when it happens. They don't care. They're so into it. We see this in our even the idea if they want to go like deal. you know if you have these people that want to go online and like you know actually create this whole background to it how you're a part of it but you know you don't really believe it but you're just using this as a mm. platform to become you know more famous more trendsetting yeah, whatever you just, want to do yeah, with the whole thing with the online culture. You have the deal. You know, Cullen just seems like he's bored. You have that thrown well, in. Cullen's so you have bored. All that. Cullen has a guy that's interested in doing it. He's a cute guy. I'm like, so he wants to be like. A, into this whole thing because you always want to find a common ground with somebody you're into because this is what's going to keep you together yeah you you mean bluff and the the park row row yeah no 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 i I mean like in in your case like having a kid oh i didn't know what you meant but (laughs) something to stay together you have this podcast and again i'll say when i read this parts of it you've said it's a bit of a slog to get through and it's not exciting or fun and i I think that if you love the character and i even said to you i did a little thing before we started recording, I said, you know, what do you think overall? What would you rate Punchline? You said seven. Yes. What'd you rate yes. this issue? A seven. It's seven. exactly like with me. And I think that that is some weird hot take I, I had I, in the I shower. Said, look, I only said that because that's what still, I rated it. I just, I'm telling you, I don't think that Punchline this changes so far is you. Not a seven in my mind. I don't know. I mean, people like her. People are going like she's a 10. And I still the think The idea of her is interesting, but we haven't seen enough of her for me no. to really think that she is a breakout um, character like you I want to, everybody, I know, not you, but this, everybody wants to claim. I think that after this, I think that DC and Tynan think that 
they like if you have a character right now where I'm having you know Eric Shea thinking time outside smoking a cigarette, where we have a character who is essentially you know almost a Harley Quinn ripoff, which a lot of people acclaim for this whole That's thing. That's what I claim. Harley is goofy and crazy. Punchline is downright evil to the point though where you're also doing a bit of social commentary. It seems like for a younger character who just wants to jump on that something big and be a part of that by like and becoming like you know famous by exp- like you know association with this thing. Yeah, but then she, she plays against it. And but the thing that gets me. We, we say every, anybody who loves Punchline has to say, but they'll add the ending. Ah, it's kind of a Harley ripoff, but I don't like Harley. I like Punchline. I think there's the division. I'm sick of Harley. I like Punchline. Punchline is the evil younger deal going with that edgy, if you will. Uh, but the thing is, if that's the case, if people think that, I think that. You might even hear a song about it coming up, Eric. Who knows? But when you do have this issue, to me, uh, as if I was the editor, I would tell you know, Tynan and not Jeff Johns here, Sam Johns. I Sam say, Johns. Uh, yeah, take the stuff out that looks like mad love. Take This is too much reminding people that this is a Harley ripoff. You are using visions in this. You're using images that are typically, and that could be, well, that's our thing of saying she's now replaced her. But it's too much to me when I already think, yeah, she's kind of a Harley ripoff. And Harley being goofy and being with the evil, evil Joker, that's what I liked. I liked the well, idea it, that it Harley was just... with the idea that we've had before, though, even when we had Death of the Family in the beginning of the New 52, where, like, even when Harley Quinn was presented the idea from the Joker who was going to kill her, you think you were the first yeah, Harley? That I even like. going to that's what we crazy. talked about before with the three Jokers, how Harley should have been a part of that for how much the Joker changed her and hurt yeah. her like he did with Barbara and Bruce and Jason yeah. and stuff like that. This is a new Harley, a new take on the Harley, a Harley 2.0. And if we're going to have a pseudo hero Harley that's going on in the main books, we need something to fill the power vacuum. I don't know that we need this over here, like a heel version. Like that's the reason why people loved Harley so much because you had a uh, like a freaking uh, a girlfriend to the Joker. Essentially, it was a, a quaint idea and it was a breakout character at the time. Filling in that, that like space that she has left behind now that she's hanging out with the freaking Justice I think League. That, and I think that reason. the thing is, it's also in DC's mind, which I think that people don't care for Punchline. Say a Rob Lewis. I'd have to ask right. him, do you like Punchline? Because in my mind, it's not the, you know, it's the surrogate for the Joker. You can't have the Joker in every issue, every book of Batman. So you get this extra character, which Harley became as well. And for a while, we didn't get a lot of Joker, but he's back strong now. He's back big in pog form, it seems. But this is your idea. Well, well, we can't because she's connected with him. So anytime she comes up, you're, you're able to deal with Joker stuff without having the Joker and get people bitching and moaning that you have too much Joker. But as of this point... Going forward, the idea of just a girl who ended up being obsessed with the Joker but is evil is a little – I wish we got more of the evil that she brought into that before we get to podcasts and my MO and circus and things like that where – we didn't really get that with with Harley, but we had since then, and you get a lot of deals because we've had some background to her. But overall, I think the hype level is way more than the information level, and I can't get hyped with a character that I really don't know. And are you like the Joker? You don't want to know too much because he's the force of nature. We talk about it all the time. A lot of people don't want to name. You don't like when they name him a lot of times yeah. because that's the mystery of it. And he can do anything or whatever. And I'm just left at this point, even at this number one, just still wondering in my mind, like, 
what would Punchline do or what is she up to? I mean, more of this issue seems like her power base is her power base that she has a lot of Joker sympathizers there willing to do whatever she wants them to do but again you're still hooking her fully into the joker when she's also using the mo and if joker sees some of the stuff he's not going to like this she's not going to be there they're also trying to make it so she's not a bit like they're playing a weird game here well, it's, it's i'm telling you because i talked about how it's a harley light or a copycat of harley but if, once you find out from these podcasts that she's doing and you see the flashbacks and stuff like that how she started where she did have an interaction with the joker who was taking over a tv station she was there with the class for a field trip and stuff like that she was almost forced to read a line for the joker on tv before the batman stopped him but at this starts the infatuation the idea of it where she goes and tries to like you know find out what that what the joker is truly trying to say before the idea of punchline really does take her over that you know that personality disorder does really come full sh- like bore it on does. her and she starts you know doing things to like not only you know con- can be the punchline to the joker's joke but put out little like you know messages out there to get the joker's attention like here's some joker talking to you here's some joker talking to you and be this whole thing because the where Harley was a victim to a degree where she fell in love with the Joker and then, you know, he did these things with her where he drove her insane to become, you know, like him, where she this girl became, was her own thing, sought him out, like, you know, and was like, look, you're not going to help me. We're going to help each other. She is way more evil than Harley ever was because Harley oh, wasn't she, that well, essentially. And Harley wouldn't really kill like that. I mean, you know, Harley's done some bad things. Look, I, I saw her almost still, kill a bunch of she kids was still at goofy one point. Harley, but yeah, I think that what the play is, is really the idea. You know, you can even say, well, she kind of was the Tim Drake of the Harley set where she's trying to figure it out. But more to me, I think that she, you said she's forced her way in, but why she's evil, which is weird. And this, I don't know why it feels like this. Harley wasn't as evil because she had the Joker there with her, which seems so weird, but yeah, punchline who's trying to up the ante to get his, you know, his attention and yeah. almost like a, a boyfriend or even like a father, Eric, you'd know the, who was never around. She is trying desperately to do, and she's never going to get well, to that point. So she's going to keep amping it up. Before, like where the Joker was pissed off during Death of the Family, the rest of the Bat Family are keeping him down from being the Bat King that the Joker wants him to be. Punchline is here to really elevate the Joker from doing what he's doing to actually being the threat that she wants him to be. Yeah. And the thing, like, I, I don't see, like, Harley eventually could end up, and it, it did take a while. So I can't say, oh, Punchline's doomed or whatever, because she didn't originally have, you know, seven books her own and doing her weird stuff. But it, it, Punchline is so connected, and, and it really seems to be, like you're saying, that MO that is going to not lead to a long time because she's going to try to kill Batman. She has already. She She wants to proven to do this because of that idea of weak and you get joker has a girlfriend now who's even more evil than him that is interesting i just want to see more it's almost like we're there we know that she's bad bad to the bone yeah uh, the, the people who are supporting her don't but i even feel like as like she's a, bad chaotic she's bad evil Jim. yeah she <laughs> is bad she's bad evil and but i feel like i'm sitting here and i'm not knowing i said i made the joke the woman behind the makeup but i i don't know everything except the surface level joker makes her tick and i i I think with this and how they're playing her separating off and being this evil deal i just need more 
from her than just being I'm the evil version of Harley. Look at me. I'm going to cause a media circus. I get the meta thing. The kids, they want to get on the Instagrams, Eric, and they want to be famous. Well, but I never even thought she's doing that. It. With the podcast to get people behind it, because it really just reminded me, what, and the thing is, I'm going to say this, but I can't remember what the, the specifics cereal. of it were, where it was Adnan. the serial podcast, Adnan, thank yeah. you, I could not remember who it was, but the idea, like, you know, you and I, we started listening to serial, we don't know whether Adnan is, you know, he's been convicted of murder and stuff, but we don't know, because that's what serial is doing, it's putting a lot of things out there to make you question whether or not you think at the end, and like, you know, by the end, it's like, well, do you think Adnan's guilty or not? And you and I, we and Ben at work, like we we t- we debated a bunch of stuff that we hear because you we were listening to the same episodes we at the would. same time as soon as they would drop at work, so then we could discuss it at work. So it's one of those things though where you have these group of people who believe that Punchline is guilty and she is, I mean, uh, innocent and she is a victim of the Joker like everybody else. But you have us and. The, I was not taken to the streets, Eric. I wasn't taken (laughs) it to the streets outside, and I wouldn't have. I was listening to that more of an idea of an intriguing deal that sometimes crimes might not be what they seem and things like that. This is pretty much colder personality. This is all it is. (laughs) is. It's more, it's not even, you're not even getting a podcast of, well, then me and Joker, like, even if it was that, but it doesn't make sense because she's arrested now and she's trying. So, if you would have had the podcast going on while the Joker, like, here I am, I'm, I'm there, the Joker just went out to go fight the Batmans and stuff, and then maybe you can But with this, I think that the podcast has that thing to get everybody excited about her. But it also just seems like, you know, a little bit of a an handy J where they're going to go through Terrible. a lot of old Joker story oh. so you can throw that out where she's doing the casework i went to the first place i went here i went to the aquarium where they ended up having the joker fish and please this is a thing that really got me is the idea that the memorial to the people who got killed by the joker fish some asshole in gotham decided that the memorial should be statues of the people who died in a tank with joker fish if this, I went the there and somebody ever, was one of those, seen. it's the it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Only I to think, push. I think the the planner and developer of this whole like you know monument was actually you know the brain was affected by Joker toxic because who thought this was a good idea? And have you ever heard of somebody making a memorial and and actually being put to death for it? Because that should have it's nonsense. I mean, oh, really, shit. I ended up getting mad at you because in convergence, yeah, old you know Metropolis kid. Walking around there selling snow globes to the, the damn deal. Snow globes. No, people were in yes. his convergence bubble. People need to make money. In the worst, worst thing that's ever happened. Hey, everybody, look at this. Look, and look. This is worse. So say, say you are you, okay? It's not going to be hard. Just say you are you. I know you don't want to, but just believe it. I try and not to. you, for to. some reason, have a surplus of freaking snow globes. And you're like, look, honey, I put all of our life shows in these snow globes. I'm going to go to the next state over. I'm going to be selling at the big snow globe convention. And then the dome hits. What are you going to do? you got to sell these snow globes or whatever you have. I get the idea. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Snow globes, city has a globe. I mean, this seems bread. The thing is, you have now in this, let's go back to punchline, Eric. Let's yeah, reel yeah, it uh, in. Good. You got a sense. surplus of choker fish. You, you don't put, you kill them. You don't them. want to kill them. You kill them. You could serve them up. You're, who's eating that shit? I'm telling you, underground restaurants, you know, all those things, those black market restaurants. You know, because underground restaurants, they love selling poison. Damn right they do. But I'm sure some asshole would eat it, but they put them in tanks. They put them in tanks if they're cheap enough. It's half price. I'm hey, joking. We got Joker Jokerize that stuff all the way. But it's in a tank to it. Like, say just, you know, I, I, 
here's the thing. You don't have, and it, just say it's me. I'm trying to think who you love, Eric. I'm going to go with me. You end up where I, the podcast <laughs> is <you> over. <laughs> I'm saying Logan for me. Even right. if you're with me and me and you, and I'm like, hey, it's that time of year again. I, I'm going to go. Well, just say it's your dad's grave. And you go, and it's in the middle of a brewery now they put around there in his honor. I don't know. You end up where I go to look at Logan's memorial where he was eaten by jokerized fish, and there his little statue. I'm supposed to feel good because he's holding hands. Yeah. He doesn't do that. <laughs> and so I look at all of these joker fish. I mean, I'm going to have flashbacks and go nuts. Also, it only sets up for some other asshole to decide they're going to get these joker fish. Should do something stupid with it. Think of any look, disaster. Is, you go look. Everybody who's going to do anything, for the most part, if some asshole does do that, they deserve to get got because nobody is dumb enough to freaking go and rip off a Joker joke. No, and my family died in a plane crash, and the memorial is the crashed plane with everybody in their seat. So I go, oh, that's what you did before you died. All right. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Eric Shea. It's only there. And what gets me even more mad, it's only there to push an element, again, from the White Knight series of Gotham City ending up and bad people ending up getting money for the bad things that happen. You end up finding out they're selling plushies to this in this memorial. What memorial sell souvenirs inside? What the hell is going on? But it's the, the, the city. They have the the thing, and they I, I get really, the money. I really want to think that she somehow made that and brought it with her, but like, cause <laughs> she says it. Look, she says a lot of things in here that aren't true in my no, mind. What this should be is, and it kind of gets there, but not enough. It should be punchline going, "What the hell?" And this is the descent in the madness, which you kind of are getting. But the idea, I've been trying to make a name for myself by being good. That eh, shit don't work. We know that's true, Eric. It is. And so she goes oh, to no. the worst memorial that's ever been made in the history of mankind and then realizes, why do I try to be good? Horrors. Why do I try to be good? There's no reason to do that. Next, I'm heading off to where they have the mannequins of my family in a burning building because they burned in a fire. I need to see that fire at every half hour they have. Yes, it's a I big think you would appreciate that. Maybe <laughs> Really I'm there and I'm like They they pretty much say this guy's been here Too much he did it I'm like eh, Maybe maybe I don't know But I, I just I can't Imagine the idea of These people coming to see This it's so ridiculous And she says though again you're trying to push It's just it's too much of trying To get this where she says I don't know people kind of come here and think it's cool Yeah people are pieces of shit We get sure. it you're in Gotham Holy crap. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening here. But you end up then going to Harper Row and Cullen. I love Harper. I like Bluebird. We didn't get a lot of Bluebird Harper overall Rowe anyway. And Bluebird being back is what the highlight of this. The idea you and I were arguing before it came on for the idea like, you know, is she in contact with the Bat family? This and that. Like, is it just like, you know, her being the emissary to the Batman, Leslie Tompkins as well, you know, trying to figure out what's punchline up to while he's doing collateral damage from the Joker War? But Did she end up taking down Anarchy? I got a lot of questions. No, no, they're there. still down there. Anarchy took down himself. That's she's where the people. underground restaurants are. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah, it all yeah, makes nobody sense. Nobody wants that down there. That's all organic down there, not freaking. If I Joker-ized. was down there, 
I'd take that fish. I'd want to get out. I don't need organic. What am I, rich? You, you want to get out. You, are, you do not want to get out. You are there because you have nowhere else to go. Get out. I go, yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I show up and they they're helping you. What I, is I'm wrong telling with you, you, I show up. They're giving me soup, new clothes. I'm like, oh, my. I'm not this homeless. Is great. And oh, like, I got to no. do something about and the no, They're like, no, no, you aren't. A homes for everybody here. Just you don't have to. No, no, I'm not homeless. It just keeps going. That show. We know you're here with friends now. Even if this book was a complete piece of shit like that back row number fifty that we previously talked about, I would be happy just to have Bluebird and freaking Harper Row back for how much I enjoy these characters. This this character and wanting to see them come back and be a part of the Bat Family. I wonder. Like we said, we don't know real the connection with the Bat Family at this point. At one point, Batman won it better for so I I think that. You might be able to uh, right in the kiss her. <laughs> I'm saying after he punched her in the oh, face. Okay. Well, what, well, we know now he was just telling her to meet her downtown. He was giving directions <laughs> oh, as King. he does. As Tom King told us, that was just him giving orders. Uh, so I would like the idea where she is back. But it did seem like Batman wanted her to go to the schooling. And not doing the fooling here. And Just like they, Tim they Drake. They don't mention Batman throughout all this. Yeah, he took a left at Albuquerque. Yeah, and then that was never talked about when he's beautiful mining shit all over the floor. About the same time that we saw Harper the last time. But you end up where I, I would have liked to at least have an, a Batman call out as well to, to kind of know that he's looking out after things and maybe even harper talking to one of the bat family it doesn't have to be batman but maybe talking and again all this is going somebody. on in the daytime i'm happy if you had the signal here even better because it, it was like we had bluebird and the signal out doing daytime bat family stuff while everybody else is sleeping I'm like i'm okay with this well, you're going with this, and that just leads Colin. He's meeting a guy on his Xbox Live party, hopefully not cursing as much as Logan. They go downtown at the trial, Our and that's going to be the big thing. Is hate speech considered cursing? The way he does it, it is, I'll okay. tell you. I mean, there's no difference. It's not good. I'll give you that. Yeah, so you end up where – and the hate speech we're talking about is I have an asshole dad. That, that he hates me. So no, it's not. You it's end way up worse. there. That's like Rod Smart. He hates me, Eric. You liked him in the US of uh, And actually, it was the XFL. But you end up where – you get that mad love look, Harley and the Joker. It is in, in Punchline's mind kind of going with that, but it, it was a little too much. But we do get the idea of them going downtown. You have this trial that's set. Punchline is going to stand trial. She has not been listed as you know unable to because of her mental problems. And she is starting the circus, and it is. There's thousands of people. Now, before we go, you keep mentioning the Batgirl issue. And I will tell you, this issue why I don't mind it like that Batgirl is this is the comic book version. Like you said, this is really the comic book version of events. They're kind of mixed and matched in to try to get these things, but it's still within the comic book. It makes sense. The whole Cecil Castellucci Batgirl was, I have this story that I want to tell with my politics and I don't care what book I'm writing. It's just going to happen. And that was forced. This doesn't seem as forced. It seems more. And you have, you know, big character, people like Punchline, and this is going to be a big fiasco, but people are really down with wanting to get a look at Punchline as she goes in. We support you. We love your podcast. And I think, again, I think that it's going, if you want to say with the headlines, it's going with that cold of personality of like maybe a guy who was on a TV show yelling, you're fired, becoming a president, and nobody thinks he can do anything wrong because he's famous. And I think that that is in this, whether you agree or not with you know, that whole deal. But it does seem like it's pointing out 
somebody who is the most awful person hanging out with the Joker will end up having people following because they're interesting. They they're famous and we want to get there. So it is crazy. Uh, and you have Harper watching while Leslie Tompkins is, you know, getting ready for the trial. And again, not as ridiculous as the Joker fish aquarium, but anybody who is going to allow now the police are on the take. We see everybody's flashing Joker symbols. It's like the new gang sign. They got tattoos for the Joker. And the thing is, that's what the one thing I do like about this. Like it was always meant if this thing went sour for punchline to get arrested and create this whole thing, things were already set up for this whole thing to go forward with people on the inside or whether or not they're just actually, you know, just impersonating police or whatnot. But they have these people set up to take out key witnesses that can testify against Alexis for her, you know, what she she did during the Joker War and stuff like that. So as the trial's going, she has already said, I'm innocent, I'm not guilty and stuff like that. And anybody who could actually pinpoint her doing anything, they are systematically taking out. Yeah, they're not going to have evidence. And I'm telling you, it actually works out so well in my mind for like, you know, who knows how many people the Joker has because all we ever kept seeing was him just murdering people left and right who were working for him because he's the crazy Joker. But we have a lot of things all ready to go. Like I'm telling you, we just started doing the crank for the mousetrap and all the little like, you know, the uh, – Like the little traps are being set to like, you know, dominoes down to one piece to the other for the big old show to be uh, to begin right now. And I'm like, I'm really interested to see where this idea can go and where, you know, was this the Joker's plan? Because it really just seems like it was Alexis's plan the entire time to have this set up. And I want to see how far she had it planned out, ready to go. Yeah, and I want to know why these guys are still like fully following Punchline after all hell broke loose. But you have these bad cops. They all seem to have the tattoos. If I'm the mayor, if I'm Nakano, I get rid of masks and any police officer with any sort of Joker tattoo. I know you probably can't do that, but I would. You have a Joker tattoo and you're part of the GCPD, you better get that removed by the weekend or you're out. Uh, but the thing that makes me laugh here, almost as bad as a memorial to people who died with Joker fish, with Joker fish in the tank with them, is the idea, oh my God, is she here? Here she comes. Uh, She's dressed as punchline when she shows up for the trial. Who is allowing this? And even if you ended up letting this whole deal, and it may pull back next issue where this is another bit of a wow factor where she has had these bad cops allow this, knowing that she'll be pulled away from that. They'll take her out. But she's seen as that. Then I'll be okay. But to think that she'll go through a trial dressed as punchline. I, I said to you, it's like John Wayne Gacy showing up in his clown outfit. Hey, everybody. And uh, in between, you know, sort job, of, John. I'm telling you, every, every bit between I remember what his clown name was between witnesses. He ends up going over to the jury and he's making them freaking balloon animals and shit like that. Hey, look at me. Hey, there you go. Captain Howdy here. But you end up with all this stuff going down and it's just that made it silly at the end of me. Like, really? They're going to allow this? But it might be again. It might be the pomp and circumstance that she knows they're going to go and also may even be because of the idea if this does go out in a smart way, if I was doing it, Eric, which probably wouldn't be as smart as I think, would be she'd come out like this and she would be grabbed and almost, you know, shoved and then people would go nuts. She can go to the trial dressed like this, because we know over a fucking uh, Iron Heights that they let the goddamn villains keep their goddamn super villain clothes on while they're in the cell. That's Iron Heights, Eric. That ain't no Blackgate. That's Warden Wolf's thing. Blackgate is a little tight. I don't know. <laughs> the, the idea, baby. And again, again, think of the smart things that aren't really said, but you can fill in the blanks too. She ends up where she wants to stand trial. This is the yeah. way she's going to be able to 
you know, get all this following and get all these things. In the meantime, she's also tampering with the witnesses with some of her people that are supporting her going and killing her. But the idea that she needs to get to Blackgate isn't just to me just, oh, you know, I don't want to be insane because then they'll just put me in Arkham. Might be because Blackgate has guards. Blackgate has the the GCPD. They wouldn't have a full freaking, you know, like trial if she was deemed not able to stand trial. So it's not even like the idea of going to Blackgate. You just can't be sent to Arkham right away. I think there's more than that. It is the whole deal. She wants the trial. But even so, you you still have the trial. It's the thing is... You still have to be guilty or innocent. It's just at the end of that. Now, not stand trial. That's different. But you have had people who end up through the whole trial and they end up, you know, going to an insane asylum and stuff like that anyway. But I think that's also kind of, you know, the deal where she needs to get to where there'd be the bad guards as well. Uh, So it's all tied into it. But that's like a read between the lines because they had to let her do this. At Blackgate or wherever to bring her here, it just seems odd that she would show up as Punchline. But that's what people want. That sells, Eric. And Punchline's a big that deal. Sells. People do like Punchline. I don't the, like Punchline that, that much. The guy that you know ends up telling Cullen Rowe to be a part of this whole thing and listen to the podcast and meet me at the protest stuff like that. Do you believe that he is a part of this Joker whole like you know cult, whatever you want to call it at this point? The people that are behind because. With the Joker knowing everybody's identifications, and we always thought to ourselves, like, how much does Punchline know about the identities of our heroes and stuff like that? To, like, you know, she knows that Leslie Tompkins was doing this whole thing. Like, does she know more about it, that she's associated with the Bat Family? Does she know that Bluebird's been there, Harper Rowe, and also Cullen Rowe's there and stuff like that? Try to get this whole thing to tear apart that family? I don't know. But I don't trust his ass. And uh, the thing is, when we saw they were barely together in that Joker where he had he – had- punchline doing a lot of the heavy lifting but it's weird even the art played off with this I love the kid art with this kid where cullen shows up he's happy they go to hold hands then he looks weird he looks like he's looking somewhere and then he looks back and seems a little pissed that cullen's putting his you know beautiful face behind the joker thing it seems like it he seems like he's mad though it like it's a weird deal and then of course harper's losing her mind um but yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if this is all a setup. I I don't know. What I really want to know is the workout routine and diet that Leslie Tompkins is doing because man, she has de-aged she about forty years. Oh my, good she, on her. she hasn't looked this good since year one, Eric. But what did she you didn't give look this? that good in year one? I ended up giving this a seven out of ten. I actually really like this. There's a very cartoony feel to the style of the art in this issue, but for some reason with this character and punchline and Bluebird, it works really well. And I actually dug the way the story was told with this art style i just wish that the story for as interested i am in it was a little not overwritten because this you know james tyne and freaking wanted to tell his story and decided that black narration boxes with white lettering was the best way to go throughout the whole book and i'm like show me just don't tell me the entire time like this because it gets really boring and i want to know more about the character but i am left interested i think it's a clever thing he's doing here i just wish he would have done it in a more exciting way so i give it a seven out of ten i'm going six that's what i think of punchline going in and coming out it didn't do anything to make me like the character more but i didn't hate her more uh and there's just weird things you end up having the podcast bit in there as a narration device i mean it really was you think batman and that on his radar, some girl is doing all this stuff of going into checking out because he usually is usually we get the Batman who's aware of everything. So, you he's know, he's showing he, up to meetings that nobody's set. I, I'm telling you, is he there like 
hey, this girl's starting to get a little too deep, or is this like another one that he's asleep at the wheel? And the thing is, I assume that there's like, you know, 150 different freaking asshole kids doing freaking Joker or Riddler podcasts in Gotham. But things would pop up on that back computer. Plus, the age deal, I wouldn't necessarily think that like a Barbara wouldn't know about this where she's hanging at the rec center or the malt shop where all the kids are talking. She's too busy doing stuff on the streets for the people. Yeah, I just it seems weird like you have that as a device, but yet it's like a surprise to everyone and and it just happens. But yeah, overall I didn't I, I, I don't know. I guess that I wasn't into or knew enough in my mind to love the character going into this and I expected it to be a little more uh, about Punchline herself than the media circus, but that's the story they're going with, obviously, to go forward with and just seeing her as again just another Harley, the way it's, but you get the mad love, I said, in this. You, you get a lot of references that you're like, oh, yeah, she is just like Harley. Oh, okay. But it's the darker version in a time where it, it serves well. You said Harley's being good, but it's a, a lot of people reading books never read Harley other than being, you know, kind of a hero. She's always like that. She's not even an anti hero. She's like trying to be a hero, is what she is. So, a lot of people, yeah, it's weird though, because I usually now. the same bits in my mind. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Harley won't go and smash the hammer over your head because she wants to hurt you. She just doesn't know better. I don't know. It seems I've seen it her doing Suicide different. Squad all the time. I'm saying, but she she ends up. That's you know we all say that's a different. Who knows what no, Harley? I'm saying Harley. That, I'm saying the Harley that we had with the uh, you know in New York City, which she just mentioned in some book that whole deal again. So it it ended up clouding that whole deal. As it always does. But yeah, you have Punchline. Maybe that's all it is. This is a setup to get her ass on the uh, Suicide Squad later. Punchline on the Suicide Squad. Punchline more than a Harley Sin. Yeah, well, that's why Harley Sin doesn't have a one shot, Eric, and never will. But she? No. She was just. I in thought the there books. was one book that was. I thought there was one book that came out that was a Harley Sin book or like an anthology book or something. I don't remember. It was not a, a one shot odd. with just her. But if she was in it, there was a bunch of times where you ended up where we ended up having uh, something where it came up and we're like, oh yeah, Harley Sin, but it was something tied into something else. But yeah, I, I just it's okay. I like the art enough. I just it didn't excite me. I really me. dig the art and colors in this. Yeah, yeah, just again, I like Harley, so maybe that's why. But we're gonna go off now. To some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what you have to say. I, I got the idea when I was listening to that. I wonder if Dancing Mike, like, he kept messing up. He's like, I keep messing up that beginning because I don't know the words. <laughs> Just, oh, my. But it's Mail with Eric. Man, damn. It's Mail with Eric. It's Mail with Eric. But, yes, it is Mail with Eric. Those 
were awesome versions of the songs where I had Dancing Mike do those for the episode 100 back in the day where I changed all of the songs into Eric Shea songs as a I remember the next time you did it because I got way too drunk for that episode. Never again. Yes, you did. Drunk as a skunk you were like Pepe Le Pew, the overly horny skunk. Eric, that's you. Here we are with the mail, though. (laughs) Yes. Here we are. Oh, that that ended up being a weird synchronicity. We ended up here (laughs) with the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com like a bunch of people did this week, including J-Man, who actually emailed us last week while we were recording, and I did not catch that. Error, right? So that does. And I ended up saying we'll get it the next, next episode. Next week, brother. Next and week. he said, thank you for telling me. I don't know why we have this whole background of this, Eric. I just want it to be out there. We're a transparent podcast. We yeah. are. Hi, Jim, he says. What's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Yay, we have a new president, he says. Let's talk about comics, though, right? Good. I am continuing to feel very meh about DC going forward. If you remember the last... Well, the last J-Man email, I was trying to talk him off the ledge because three jokers had ended and he said he was done. But now that Suicide Squad is one issue away from concluding, I'm beginning to reflect on the good, (laughs) the good, the bad, and the ugly comics right now, Eric. Oh, that sounds like something we did with the new 52. For me, this Suicide Squad has been the best series that DC has pumped out in the last couple of years with respect to art, story, character building, and character development being on point from issue to issue. Listen here. I love the I love the series. I do. The problem is I can't put it on a pedestal because of the idea that it was canceled before it was allowed to really do stuff. And you just said, Chaos Kitty, there's a lot of characters that we didn't get enough Poor of. thylacine. But the way that you end up having, you know, even Tom Taylor said that it was always that plan. I think that he's being a company man. Of course. But if it wasn't, the, I mean, I did need more of the characters. It's one of those where I think it is a, a sad deal that it could have been something better and bigger. I liked what we got, though. I did. And that's Hopefully. the thing. It's like, what is it going to be, 13 issues overall? Like, what, 11. Is that what it is? 11. I'm sorry. That's even worse. Man. 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 11 issues overall. That's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it was 11 issues for the first arc that you wanted to tell. If this thing's so – sorry, guys. We only had 11 issues planned. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it ended up where – I got some injustice stuff to do. Yeah, you you like at the beginning, like people like the airy and they like the wink. Thylacine, you you are left out. Thylacine ain't doing nothing. I'm like, I'm loving live shot, freaking Zoe Lawton. I'm like, I want more of her because she has always been a joke in the background. It's like whenever we're gonna have a Floyd Lawton Batman team up, Deadshot and Batman, it's like, I guess Zoe was kidnapped by Cobra again. Yeah, well, the worst is is that that's a full out cool setup for future state and nothing spelled it out if, if they had a book where all of a sudden you have live shot in a dog a, shot i would have said that that is Dips. my book eric <laughs> i would have said because me and you i actually sent you the preliminary list for us to start picking yeah. things it, it, there's too much on there there's it was so much i was, I was overall i'm like that's I'm i was you, overwhelmed I, I, there was one sitting there, i'm like yeah teen titans looks awesome and you, and you that, realize that was me just saying that like i, you I want realize that i sent it because that's for us to pick right yeah but oh, i yeah. didn't i didn't need you picking right away which you didn't because no. I, I sat and looked at it I was going to be like okay I'm going to do this the problem is and I think it's going to be a problem for DC in general is the idea when you go to the comic book store and you want to get a book some of these are two issue regular some size some are four Oversized. regular some are two over some are three 
over, over. Some of them are like 70 pages. Some are 48. Even the regular ones appear to be 32. So I'm you end this up list where, you said, it's like, this is four oversized. I'm like, I don't want any of those. <laughs> do, do, you, do you like the way though? I, I ended up putting like the, the hits there? Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to make sure because I don't need your ass yelling at me that you ended up picking four oversized books. So I fully spell out, though, I really should have put all the ones together. We need to do that before we do it. Like all these oversized so we can pick. Then I thought, Screw this. I get the Bat Family. You end up getting the Super. Like, we could even do that. But you don't the want whole to idea match of the it, Bat Family? Well, that's the thing, though. You can end up grabbing books and you're going to have seven and one. I don't know. We're going to have to really look into it. And then I got overwhelmed. It's overwhelming. Um, I agree. But I did. I ended up where when I saw things that I could push you towards Tips maybe the reviewing Titans. those, I'm like, Teen Titans. And I'm like, like I got to put Red the X team. And freaking, yeah. you know, like a crush Nightwing, on them. I'm like, I, I'm all about, yeah, I'm all about that team. I'm like, I need more of that. Again, that would be an awesome live shot. That would be awesome. Her right there. That'd be cool. And that's what led me to that. But I'm telling you, just the idea if I was there at the comic shop and they're like, okay, which ones do you want to do? It it would take me a lot of a lot of research and the abacus would be out. I'd be having like a magnifying (laughs) glass. Yeah, really. Should I get these? The outlook is not good. It's a, that's Ooh. pretty much because I'm not going to live until January. Aaron, ah, yes, he says for me, he loves the Suicide Squad. Why are they canceling the series? Close well, sense. and and here's the thing again. When you have that going on, you have a lot of things going on, and we're even going to talk about some books, that last section that I think is kind of showing you. If this series continued, we might only still just get one more issue. Because you're going to end up changing some stuff. Now, if you want to cancel it, only to bring it back in a little bit with a team that's more coherent to the movie that's going to be coming out, this is the perfect time. You get it done. It's over. You end up having this break. When you come back, people want it again. You can end up having like no – even getting and- a team mo- more coherent to the movie. I'm like, that James Gunn Suicide Squad. I'm like, don't you have like 26 members on that freaking thing? Exactly, Eric. <laughs> Anthology. It's Just like, like the, we have right now. It's the Suicide Squad pre- present book but we need more still, than polka dot man this is if if you end up where books and maybe yeah it's not selling it's true it's a really good book but even a hawkman which yeah. we're gonna talk about the finale we talked about batgirl that piece of crap book a little bit ago and this is just this is the time that if you just want to reset the deal you, you find hey when can you end this and then end it if it's at a 50 that makes sense batman beyond will be ending at 50 in december in december so why not cancel it now when we're going to come back with things possibly change up some stuff it's just the right time i'm not saying that we wouldn't be surprised that afterwards the new suicide squad book with a different team Written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo. Who knows? But it's just this is the good time to just say, okay, wrap it up because even the regular books, you think Wonder Woman's canceled because I don't, right? But they're going to wrap up the story in December and then come back with something. Well, you know, if you want to change things, just cancel it. Come back. The the big thing with Batgirl is it might be Cass and and Stephanie. You know, you can change some shit up. Batgirls. by the way, I lost my job four weeks ago. Boo. No, Shit. I did not finally lose it with my know-it-all boss, Randy. Oh, Randy. <laughs> Randy's a dick. And give his car a Chicago sunroof. That sounds sexy. <laughs> my engineering uh, division closed. Uh, sing it with me. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Because blame they are Canada. a real country anyway. I blame, I blame them as well. I lost my job months ago. 
I'm getting used it's to not this. Not because of Canada. No, it's, you know, it's just everything going on. Shut down and all that. You know, I only blame the larger company in Canada that decided to close my division in Cali. He ain't going back to Cali, so I also, I'm screwed. My wife doesn't make enough money to support herself, let alone uh, me or my uh, five-year-old that. son. And mortgage and property taxes in San Francisco Bay Area are high, and they are. You have to be high to live there, I heard. And I'm going to be a hobo in a van down by the river. My wife and son will Where's probably reluctantly move in with her mother. He's got a van, right? <laughs> Update. After interviewing with ten, this is the best. I'm roller coaster ride of emotions. I'm sitting here on my ass, I ain't and he's already interviewed with ten ten companies uh, since he was writing this email. I mean, it happened in between sentences. Uh, update after interviewing with ten or more tech companies, three rounds of interviews with five or more one-on-one interviews and one-hour technical presentation for each company in the last three weeks. Uh, in the last three weeks, like it was my regular nine to five job with overtime and no pay, I finally got a job offer. I am nice. now making money. Not really, but I am making a decent amount more Go. than I have been in the last four years. There it is. He doesn't have to spend his life addicted to smack. He's paying for not that yet. smack. Homeless on the street, giving hands. Give it time, for man. Crack. Give it time. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> I have nothing. Follow my plan, and very soon you'll say it's easy and okay. Eric, it is easy, okay, except for me. And and you kind of have to go start looking. But the way things are looking up, I think maybe DC will turn over a new leaf in the new year. I can see it now starting in March. We get a new team ongoing called the Revolutionaries. A lot of people were saying this, and and I I don't want to be offensive. Are you kidding me? It's an awful Are you kidding me? But wink and air, you think that a Suicide Squad book can't sell, but the Revolutionaries will? The, the, the thing book is, a low sell. key look, a low key book where you put this stuff out and call it Just League International, mm, where they call themselves that. Yeah, no, it's not happening. I, I ended up seeing today. I mean, whether or not you trust Bleeding Cool, but as I've said in the past, they starting to get a lot of things right. Pretty much said that we're going to be twelve books a month. Oh yeah, uh, I'm starting. I was thinking about the other yeah. day when Dan Didio was still on talking about how like you know we're going to start scaling yep. stuff back twenty two bucks a month. I'm like, let's get on this already. Yeah, yeah, really. I I ended up where I got the uh, note. I believe it was from Dancing Mike. He said, "Hey, look at this." I'm like, some easy podcasting coming. That's what I'm way. thinking about. <laughs> I'm just selfish that way. I'm like, so twelve bucks, twelve All bucks right. in a month. We've had podcasts with twenty two bucks in a podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, we we used to have thirteen hours. A week. We're going to have 13 fault. hours, six months. This is going to be the greatest. We're going to have 12 minute podcast in and out, Eric. Laser focus. That's what we're going to be. Uh, but he says he wants a wicked area. for like 40 minutes. I'm telling you, you have one book, somehow it's going to be stretched out to three Listen, hours. I don't understand. I, I didn't say the quality's down, Eric. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, you get a little, you know, sidetracked with things. But a wink and airy mini uh, and, and jog prequel. I, I like the characters, I love them. Tony, you're but, saying all these things. I'm like, I would love to see that. I just don't think the bottom line can allow bottom that. Bottom line. The Rock knows the bottom line, Eric. <laughs> you ain't bottom. getting that. He knows yeah. the rock and, bottom. So here's the deal here. You have hope with some books with that idea that was thrown out there by Jim Lee, who seems out anyway. Now, but some of these books may be able to get digital only now. I think that what we're going to get once they did do the DC Infinite deal. Uh, where you might even get the digital books just being on the app, which is fine with us. That'd be cool if you want to deal with it. Don't think Eric Shea's ever putting one of those books on the podcast, what? though, whether you like it or not. We only have two books this week. If we only have 12 books, well, then again, I don't know. 
Maybe we could talk about other things, your hopes and dreams. Aaron. They won't that's a, that's change. A small though. podcast. Dude. It is very small. We can talk about triple changes, miniseries and jog prequel miniseries since he died uh, after a few issues. Spoilers. Starting your starring your favorite speedster was also only good for quick spurts. I like jog, that. Eric. Just like me. Really? That's what Jess said, and I don't think she's satisfied. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. <laughs> Eric says, seven? What, you want me to do you three times? <laughs> J-Man Thank from you, J-Man. Bay. Thanks, J-Man. And we're going to go Glad down things under. Up for you. Hello, love. We're going down under, Eric. What's your favorite thing about Australia? Is it Crocodile Polly It's not Polly P. Polly no, P's my he favorite. He make three movies that I enjoy. Yeah. That's the problem is he, he, also, he also didn't make one movie I enjoyed in two stinkers, Eric. Even though Which I know you're saying, in your mind? I know you're telling me and you're going to bring up the idea that Crocodile Dundee 2 is a hidden gem a bit. No, but Crocodile Dundee 3 in LA is a hidden gem. No, that's not a hidden gem. That's right out on Stink Street. You end up with Polly P being my favorite, then Men at Work. My second favorite, possibly then Angus Young, but not all of ACDC. They scare me. Of Eric Mal- Malcolm Young scared the crap out of me as a kid. He's dead now, so he shouldn't scare me. But well, now really, ghost scares you. He scares me more. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he looked like you ended up having Angus. He's jumping around. He's got, you know, he's got the uniform on and stuff. Malcolm just had a T-shirt and, and he looked like a grave digger that was looking to kill. Eric, he, he was one of those. He wanted to fill the grave with more than dirt and scared the crap out of me. But that's that's just me. Eric. Also, I've been watching that 80s video channel uh and i see a lot of zz top they're starting to scare me now they they, they look homeless ZZ you're watching top. zz top from almost 40 years ago and you're scared yep. yeah it's like they got legs and i'm like they're staring into my soul these guys they were they Not talking about your it, legs they played it smart though they know they're ugly guys who look homeless so hey Let's just step aside and have the hot ladies in the moon and the car. That's all it was. Worked for one. They were good. They were, yeah, really. Ah, Polly P. Hello, Weird Science. I haven't really read many books lately, so this won't be much about comics, Eric. I've been reading a few Marvel books, but DC books have gone stale and uninteresting. Plus, I've been, I think you just pooped yourself. Plus, I've been unbelievably busy doing my teaching degree stuff. Wow, D-Dom, Marvel boy. (laughs) That teaching degree is heating up, Eric. That is a pun, right? As part of my government subsidized heating up degree. (laughs) Don't make me explain. As part of my government subsidized degree, I had to take practical placement and then a job in an underserved area, which is fine. That's what my buddy Joe Gunn. He ended up being very proud that he said to me, he brought Star Wars to the inner city. Eric, I said, no, you didn't. Chewbacca did. I did three weeks in a uh, fancy private school at the very start. Well, th- that's the thing where he ended up starting his name, last name Gunn. And Mr. Right. Gunn showed up for his first day of class. He ended up getting thrown against the blackboard. And then three guys took out their wieners. <laughs> Eric, it was not a good first day. Their wieners. That the kind awesome where first the- day. No, it wasn't. The kind where the kids that's where he also took a class trip. They went to see Balto and oh, right. one guy one guy slipped away and was masturbating in, in the bathroom. The laying kind where the, the kids floor. Yeah, laying on the floor. <laughs> like me with the Sears catalog. You don't do that. You need a backup plan. You need an escape route. 
right? You need Look, a plan. Inner city, if you're going to get pissed off, this is why you have a stereotype. Stop it because this is what happens. Well, whoever would want to go see Balto? I mean, really, he had the best time there. Who would the want kind- to go see Balto? Like, oh, man, look at that animated dog. I need yeah. to step out for a little while. Really? I just thought the other day of how one lovely Jessica is really enthralled by, by Robin Hood as a fox. I she thought of that seven. the other day. <laughs> well, this guy was, well, he was probably 18, but still. Uh, the kind where the kids get dropped off by the parents or nanny and new BMW or Lexus, and they have attitude from a very young age. In Australia, Tasmania, to be precise, Eric. Oh, you devils. It does vary a little per state. Preschool and kindergarten are often ran together. First, kids age five to six go to kinder or kindy. And if, hey, kindy, if you want to a sound Australian, that's like bindi. But it's it. Why is that? The jungle she's, girl? Austra- she's Australian too. The kind, uh, the post kindy, the kindy, they go to prep. I'm starting to get lost. They start grade one, grade two, and so on. Kindy is usually their first experience in a more formal environment. So it's about getting them used to having to do things largely in someone else's schedule. That's Man, tough I went for to school. some kids. Really? I, I couldn't tell. And prep introduces, or you wouldn't we went interrupt. To, we, we, we went to you the same school. You could totally tell. Then. You, yeah, really. <laughs> it's true. And, and it's weird, too, because pretty much both districts we kind of combined yeah. with and prep introduces a much more school-like experiences more curriculum based depending on the school these classes are often run uh, concurrently or large parts of the day are spent with both of them together i'm doing kinder prep and grade one and a music class oh my with this trombones i believe for right. uh, grades uh, uh, one two and three does he play the? Or does he play the sax? I my placement the last ten years. I remember making fun of what he plays. I think it was trombone. As, yeah, I think it was. Has been in one of the lowest socioeconomic areas in the state, and I've been seeing some truly sad things. I have already filed three social service reports, only one against Eric. Been physically threatened well, by you, a it's, parent. It's freaking Australia, as far as I'm concerned, they're all just living in the outback in the wild. It's true. I mean, if, if you're this there, is what I know about Australia. The only thing to make you a good parent is that the dingo didn't take your damn baby, Eric. I mean, if you got that <laughs> far, you're I good. Know. There's a plus. And been told by one kid that if I made him do anything he didn't want to do, he gets his fully sick mate to slash my tires and break my windows. This kid is seven. I'm sorry. Eric. I'm sorry. The seven year old, did he said his fully sick mate? Yeah, that's, that's in quotes. Awesome. Fully sick mate. <laughs> I like awesome. that too. That's pretty good. <laughs> On the other hand, I like this kid. He's got some moxie. On the other hand, three no, legitimately no, he's, he's kids who have had almost zero contact in their lives with a man, single moms who don't work and live off government assistance and just don't leave the house Hi, with their kids. They follow oh my. <laughs> Somebody's ears are, are burning. They follow me around all day like a flock of baby ducks and asked if they can stay late for school. Mr. One girl P, specifically you told play the trombone me, for me? Hello, hello there, <laughs> Mr. P. Can we there go looking for the dinosaurs? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's what right outside the window. It's Australia. Monsterland. Mr. P, I woke up last night and I was being taken away by a spider. Yep, that's that's what we call Wednesday, girl. Get out of town. One girl specifically told me her mom tells I'm her sorry, every day Australia. that men are trash and only good for their wallets and dicks. Well, at least she knows what's going on. Hello, mother. Um, Music class has been fun, though. Apparently, you're not getting the real school at school, so the mom's got to do something. Hey, dear. (laughs) Mr. P. Your life lessons. 
I, I actually thought it was going to be a girl was following around. My mom really wants to have the sex with you, Mr. P. Music class has been fun. There are also be some weird never, Australian slang that I'd love. I'm tell, I think this is all slang. M- music she class has be been a fun. Bear. She wants the nippers in there on the Sundays. Music class has been fun. There are also Sick kids. Man. We know nothing, nothing about Australia. Nothing. I don't know anything about the U.S. half the time. We had just had our Vegemite sandwiches. We did. And then my mom said that men are trash. I don't know. Music class is fun, though. There are kids who have never seen a real instrument. I think that is code as well. I uh, brought my guitar. So he showed so- him his organ. And some did it doesn't work two, anymore. Did you have two lips on it? I bought a guitar and some cheap ukuleles. And and what I want to ask every is there such thing as an expensive ukulele? It's nonsense. I mean, anybody who plays the ukulele wants to play guitar. Now I'm telling you, recess. wouldn't it be smart? I don't, I don't know how much anybody cares anymore, but at a certain point in time, there should have been a wide chain of Tiny Tim ukulele stores. You are correct. Eddie Van Halen did learn on the ukulele. Eric, so there you go. I played, and so did my man Ekachai Laktang that was in the band I was in in class. That's why and his I sound dad, like that. His dad ended up that get woke. My dad ended up, or his dad. <laughs> kinda, I probably went there and like, Daddy, I'm like these kids following around Pauly P. I need a pen. Uh, he played the ukulele. Uh, his dad, an older Asian fellow, playing the ukulele, and he was playing Crazy Train on it. Was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. He was really good. I played them uh, music that they have never heard, and we discuss how it makes them feel. Eric, do you think that this would be like a Black Hole Sun? I think it's the Pledge of Allegiance. Garden. It, it, you know, it, it's yeah. No, it, it's actually the sound of a work bell going off with these. <sighs> assholes with their parents no it was uh classical jazz all right reggae and afro beat right so really you just wanted to put them to sleep so you didn't have to bother with them it was nap time eric <laughs> at the juice boxes let's go but pretty much he's setting them up and saying okay after you leave this class everything else will be great there you go now I, I like reggae some but you know not much i i, know. I, I say i like you know reggae and people are like oh man who do you like? The, the most crazy I'd get is I like the specials, the the white group from England that plays like ska. But I I just say Bob Marley and then I look like the asshole who you are. knows nothing. You are. Right? I do like some Bob Marley. And a couple of the specials were not white. I, I want to point that out, Eric. So I'm not that bad. Well, thank I grab, you. Thanks for I grab, me out. I love the specials. Do, do you like them? Do you no. like the Do you like the Fun Boy Three? The, the uh, you know offshoot. Do I you like know that them? was a band. I just thought that's something oh. I did on Saturday nights. I love. Oh my! I love both of those. I grab cheap comics at the local shop and bring them in for the kids to read. Awesome. And subsequently, rip pages out, use them as you billy must. clubs, but never mind. <laughs> anyway, it's been eye opening to say the least, and for the shitty. 2020 that's happened so far it's getting closer to me finally feeling good about life again and what i'm doing i'm not there yet Eric. Well, i guess that? you could call me a social justice warrior like oliver queen to think but you make that chili do you i don't know what you'd make it in in australia outback meat i don't know what they call it to think Probably two years pot. ago i was barely functional and and actively suicidal which he was so that is yeah. good no jokes there Eric, please Pretty great to see how far I've come, and that is great. Uh, congratulations, Polly P. Uh, and I, I love Polly P, so I'm glad that he yeah, is getting back on track. Maybe I need him to so he can get me on track. Polly P, Jim needs yeah. a life coach. 
I do. Anyway, well, we'll get to that next <laughs> with Neil. So settle. Anyway, uh, keep on keeping on, gents. Someday my placement will be over and I can actually interact with adults again or maybe even the Get Fresh Coop. Cheers from down under. A- it's like you. you're using that to sneak up on me. I got to be ready at all times. I got to go quick. I'm um, quick. In and out. That's what they say. Niels is next. Thank you, Polly hey, P. And Paul. I am glad that Polly P is feeling better Me because too. he was down for a while. Uh, Niels is next. And we haven't heard from Niels. And I said I, I was afraid for him. This whole shutdown, I, I didn't think worked well with his way of Lifestyle. life. Uh, basically, just likes going around and nailing anything that's not nailed down already is what I get. And he's in Living Germany. The dream. So they do that. He is. Maybe. I want to know he how is. you say that in German. And if they think people who say that are assholes there. Doc schon drum. You see? You didn't know that. Hi, guys. I'm like the guy who was doing that phony, phony sign language. I'll just start talking phony That's German. That's what Jess does. No, not even that. Just the idea like, well, she'll, I'll ask her something and she'll have a definitive answer. And then I look it up and see it's wrong, but she's so adamant that it's right. I'm like, why yeah. don't you just come out? You can just say, I don't know. And that's okay. That's just called a liar. What I love <laughs> about doing fake accents is the idea the idea of it is you end up where in my mind the way that i do you know like if i do a canadian hello love right that's but really what i do you end up where you're going to do an accent you kind of get an idea of how you have to feel to do that if i fake german i gotta i gotta make myself pissed because it always sounds like somebody's screaming at you stereotyping germans yeah well i'm i'm german I can oh, do it, Eric. I thought you were so American. Uh, Werner, take that. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah, I my heritage. Hey, guys and gals, I'm just saying it's it's not one of the uh, you know languages of love in my mind. It's very harsh. Since you have mentioned me and your worries, there was a joke back in the day for some commercials like you don't really get a lot of stand up comedians in Germany because it is like the jokes yeah, they did sound a South like Park episode the, about the, it. Yeah, well, there you go. This was, I think, I heard they stole it then because this was a commercial I used to hear as a kid. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of true. You know, they're very harsh. Since you have mentioned me and your worries about me on your pod, sometimes I wanted to say hello again. I haven't read comics for three to four months. That's me actually, either. Yeah, really. I could tell. And started reading them again at the beginning of October, Eric. Or as the Germans like to say, Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See? See? And also started Lovely listening fella. to your pod again then. Just to sum up what my life has been like since then. I moved to Berlin. All right, all right. That's that's a city in Germany. Oh, Berlin, Berlin. It was it was cut in half at one point. It was crazy. You had a wall out of it. You had an east and a west, and then I thought, really, the north and south people really got fucked. They got rid of them, Eric. They only had the east and west. Broke up with my girlfriend. We both are still in love with each other, but we wanted to experience life separated from each other until we feel that we should be together again. Look, Niels, Niels, Niels it's you're never fine. happening. I'm telling it's you, never... the idea, we broke up, but we still love each other. The reason we broke up is because we love each other so much, but still want to experience I'm like, she fed you a line to get away from you, buddy. You just got to calm down and move on. How about we stop right now? And I think that, I don't know. We've heard from Niels. He might be doing the, the fucking around. He might be the one that's like, oh, yeah. He, hey, Niels seems like the player. So we'll see. Me and you, that's the line we get from. <laughs> you know, or something like, you know, I, I'm married to the sea. It's These are you, things that I, I used to hear. Uh, I'm uh, going to become a monk. I don't know. I'm now a nun. I heard a lot of things. I, I just don't speak did, English. I. <laughs> That happened as well. Aaron. Also, I just went on Ancestry.com and somehow we're related and I'm not into that. 
I'm like, that That doesn't My mother sense. tried to make me think that somebody I banged was a, a cousin of mine. Yes. Your mom. Oh, that <laughs> mother. Oh, no. Right now, I'm in a relationship with three women. Oh, the life. The life that this man leads, Again, which is incredibly great. I can say uh, that, too. It's not real. Well, I could say it as well. <laughs> Tanya, my mom. I mean, it is a relationship. He didn't say what kind. Exactly. And, you know. And then uh, that's the thing I can't. I I just ran out. I, I don't even talk to my mother, so I can't. That's things. A very huge thing in time management. He has. I got my first coaching client. Started doing workshops, and as he says, workshops. It says intimate stuff. Perfect for one, Eric Shay. The funniest. <laughs> don't is, touch me. Yeah, the funniest thing. You, you think this, but Eric would never allow anybody to touch him. He would never show up to any meeting, anything nope. like that, because you'd be too scared. And I'd be right. With, somehow I would think he's trying to possess me, something <laughs> like that, right? He, if he's not putting one thing in me, he would be putting in the devil. And I don't need that. But What's the I devil got my, code for? You know. Okay, yeah, that's Peter's German. Got you. Yes. And started going into tantric. Now he's doing tantric lovemaking like Das Sting. Sting. <laughs> he thinks he's a modern day sting. And I don't mean the wrestler. So now for comics, I don't like where comics went the last few months. They got really shitty and only some of them I enjoyed very much, like Suicide Squad, Dead Planet, and Justice, Seven Secrets. That's the Tom Taylor book over at Boom that a lot of people pushed me towards. I didn't like it as much as some people. I thought it was a little bit too generic, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I just read that. it and it seemed generic. It just, you know, that was me. I, I just got yelled at this week about it by uh, Jay from Canada. So you could say I enjoy Tom Taylor. Yes, Nightwing is back again, which I love, and I'm happy to see where that takes us. I really enjoyed The Flash in the last few issues. Oh, my. And yeah, many Hold of the Black on, Label Neos. stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, he gets a pass. He's got three girlfriends right now. He doesn't have a lot of time to, to let that Flash sink in. You know, and it's a tough one. We're going to be going to that next. And please. Right now, I'm at the current issues that are coming out this week, 11-11, but I'm still a bit behind the podcast, episode 308. I'm looking forward to finally Way ending behind. the Dark Knight's metal shit and what the DC Endless Winter and Future State hold for us and what it is to say about where I'm at. I'm not caught up with the news to that, but I will once I catch up to the current episodes and news podcast, like Eric says, later this week. Yeah. And I won't tell any of my stories right now because this is a comic podcast wink wink and That's there right, are baby. too many to pick from wink wink this is it for now <laughs> i'm off to preparing for later when i will meet a beautiful woman whom i've been looking forward to f- date ah. for some months now remember that one where it was like they went through all that craziness and the, the nonsense and then i don't even know what happened at the end it got too sexy hey, do you remember uh, that thing that was crazy i don't remember what no, happened. remember no. it was like there was like oils and things and then it didn't work out and at the end it, i mean it worked out for me about seven times during the story but you it didn't bring, yeah <laughs> oh, the best wishes from neils we're gonna end Thank with a email from swanee swanee says hello jim and eric have not said hello up, in a long ass time i'm so stupidly behind right now i just recently started reading books again and i'm still in the books that came out in july this is a trend eric it's a bad trend this has been crazy lately i am a teacher and obviously with covid things have been nuts nuts and bolts our school started with (laughs) with half the kids in school monday tuesday and the other half thursday friday that's social distancing we had to make virtual assignments for a week most of my assignments are virtual then we switch back to full everyone back four days a week now since a huge covid spike in our area hit 
We are now fully virtual. So so's Rafe, I believe. No. No, I, he dropped I, I out, think, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You should look I, into I, this. Yeah, I should. This made for drastic change in planning multiple times. I also decided to start my master's degree, so I am also working on that too. I realize how much I missed reading books and listening to your guys' nonsense. Not everybody thinks that, Eric. It has been uh-huh. made. You've been served. It has been made times definitely easier as of late. I can't say how much I thank you guys. I also have to say I have loved hearing all the wrestling talk lately. He is behind. <laughs> I grew up watching WWF during the Attitude Era and haven't watched it in years. I wanted to ask you guys your top five wrestlers of all time. His at first five, Shawn Michaels, Michaels, four, Mankind, three, The Rock, two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And number one, he knows, he says, I know he's not as famous, might get mocked for this, but my favorite wrestler of all time is the road dog, Jesse James. I still have my road dog (laughs) t-shirt and still have that crazy ass intro memorized for him and the badass Billy Quinn or Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn actually is about uh or should i say the greatest tag team champs of the world the new age outlaws and if you ain't down with that i hate the new age outlaws, i got two words for y'all jesse james yeah shout out to the get fresh crew we'll go back to our top five i hope you are all safe during this time also uh go for all for the Such football a team weird pick just to come out because i'm telling you I everything know. on his list is a solid pick. and then things, number one so. is like the road dog jesse james I'm like i never ever liked him really? like it was never like he was always like the worst like my list is weird that happened. number one is hacksaw jim duggan like no, that no, that's would be fine. weird fine. that'd be a weird number one though i hate them uh with a passion he says he wants the jets to win but he doesn't want the jets to win because he hates them but he needs them to win because he wants the jags to get lawrence so go jets there's for rob lewis take care that's football talk eric by the way thank oh. you for all that you do eric what are your top five wrestlers of all time my top five wrestlers, in no particular order, because they always switch and flip-flop and stuff like yeah. that for any goddamn day of the week. But my top five that I have in no particular order are Hulk Hogan, removing the character from the man, even though you know the real Hulk Hogan, Terry, is a piece of shit. I still enjoy the character, grew up loving him, think he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Ric Flair, again, just the greatest yeah. wrestler of all time and just the greatest character Ooh. of all time. Undertaker, the Survivor Series, 30 years coming up of like him being the Undertaker's final farewell. Has he been the Undertaker, Eric, for yes. 15 years? 30 mm. years. 30 no, years. No, uh, no, I'm saying has he really been him the last 15? He's having yes, some problems. he has, Jim. He, I don't is, like he was at the re- last WrestleMania, whether it was a cinematic match or not, and whether it was garbage or not, he's still the Undertaker. He freaking debuted in 1990's Survivor Series. Now he's going to do his final farewell. Can't wait to see it. But the Undertaker's great. He is just the phenom. The Triple H, as much as I love Ric Flair and the heel, I think Triple H is my favorite heel of all time. Goes back and forth between him and Ric Flair because Triple H is just the guy that you love to hate in the Attitude Era and the ultimate heel on top of everything else he had going on with The Rock and Stone Cold and stuff. And being the ultimate heel, you got to have the ultimate badass coming in as number one, whatever the order you want to give it. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, just love that glass shatters. I get excited every time I hear that. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. And usually it's going to be a stunner, some beers and some middle fingers. And that's all I really need. Everything I hate. Uh, So what what happened? Where's Chris Jericho? You love Chris Jericho. I can't stand stunners. (laughs) Yeah. Chris Jericho, not on your list. I thought you loved him, Eric. I thought you loved Chris Jericho put a picture of himself on recently and people were making fun of his dad bod on Twitter or maybe Instagram. I forget which one it was. Well, he's getting older. Here's mine. I don't mine. Like Jack, no. And uh, I um just to, to tell everybody, because my my 
it's a long spanning list here where you are going to have a big gap at points here of the Attitude Era because I didn't really watch wrestling there, but I do start with The Rock. I, and I actually have them number number five is The Rock. I, I ended up you're watching a lot of The Rock with Rafe when he was into it and it, just right away. I mean, number one, hilarious. And <laughs> him and mankind, hilarious. I mean, oh, I, God, had a lot, I, had, I had so much fun with that stuff. But even then with Rafe getting into wrestling around like 2013, you know, The Rock at that point Point wasn't going but he's so good and so in that he became a rock fan through youtube and then we had to go see all those rock movies you know including some of the nonsense but i i love you want to go see some rock movies and you want to see tooth fairy that's what you want to go see i've never seen that yeah yeah i'm saying you're thinking of the ones you would go see yeah you're thinking of the ones you would say i had to see them all uh number four ultimate warrior uh, I loved him. And it was one of those well, things where- it comes from Parts Unknown. It's just mysterious and cool. It is mysterious, Parts Unknown. And boy, okay. he has, he does he has is a vendetta he against he, those ropes. He shakes those ropes yeah. up. And I'm telling you, like those tassels on his arms, I think you know he's cutting off the freaking circulation to his body, driving yes. him insane. Well, those tassels on his biceps. And with that- I bought it into was, it, though. You know why I bought into it then? He never- Nobody's ever going to say- Nobody's ever going to say the Ultimate Warrior is the best guy on the mic. Because he wasn't. No. He didn't do much of that. He just had his thing. But at a point where you were getting towards the thing of like extreme energy. I hate, I hate, I hate to, you know, shame a man, but Dusty Rhodes, not in great shape, Eric. And a lot of the, the rest of like dream, Hulk, Dusty Rhodes. Hulk was a huge guy. Right, But even then, me and my buddy Brett, who would watch, he would get mad and he'd basically say like, eh, Hulk, he's just big, but he, he doesn't work out enough. He's not cut. Wet. But the ultimate warrior, that guy was, he just, him and oh, yeah, Rick he was Flair, the next generation Christ. at that but, point. Yeah, ultimate like even warrior was that bringing in that next Hulk deal. Co- exactly. Passing yeah. the torch from Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior, even though. That's why I like. Ultimate liked. warrior was just in it for the money and bailing. Yeah, he was and didn't really. Think. Number three, Edge. And I loved Edge when me and Rafe were watching things. I really took to Edge. I liked his whole deal. I liked him on the mic. I liked all that. You liked his vampire uh, and, fangs. And, no, I, we didn't deal with that. <laughs> that, that. But uh, he ended up then getting hurt while we were in sure that did. time watching. And I will defer to you when I found out that he had come back for oh, Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble the next day. I you went were freaking nuts. watching and crying. Oh my God. I went nuts because it was so cool. And this was something where I thought, okay, I finally have something that Rafe will want to see with me. He didn't care. He, don't he care didn't no more. care anymore. Number two, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I love Piper's pit. I loved him oh, in yeah. general. I don't know. I'm telling you, even thinking of Rowdy Roddy, I'm not even thinking necessarily of wrestling. It's everything. I thought he was great. Number one though, Shawn Michaels and why I really like Shawn Michaels. comes to frog town guy yeah really you know they live here but sean michaels was great because and this is just a silly little thing my buddy uh herb favorite wrestler then years i have a kid who's now getting on and it's his favorite wrestler. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I mean, I was a kid and he was thankfully he, could, he left for a while, came back, found God and was able to yeah. wrestle a little bit longer. Yes. But yeah, he ended up where uh, every Rafe, I said this before, but Rafe had the, you know, Midas touch. Any wrestler he started liking retired within that year, uh, including Edge and well, Shawn Michaels. Even Edge, I could never like, by the time he started be, like really picking up in his career, like after TLC two and stuff like that, I was already out of high school and I was, you know, moving out. No and doing other things i didn't have cable for like five years so i wasn't watching any wrestling in the whole pretty much the entire 2000s once that hit so like when edge first came out though before he came big i'm like he was just kind of a 
a no, like a nothing kind of guy. And his first big persona, him and Christian were teaming up with Gangrel doing the brood, yeah, which is a vampire bit. I'm like, I can't yeah. take you seriously. You're a bunch of you assholes. Got the, the fangs with Gangrel. <laughs> Gangrel so spitting blood so everywhere like an nonsense, asshole. So much nonsense. So much nonsense. But yeah, got those the are my face ever. Yep, those it look he looks like wrong turn with fangs is what he ends up he looking does. like to me. Uh but yeah, that's that. Even though more Brock Lesnar in wrong Agreed. turn. Yeah, he he looks like Brock Lesnar. He's the love like, child of a freaking of Brock Lesnar and Gangrel, and whoever carrying that baby fell down the stairs. Yeah, really. <laughs> a couple of times. I also end up thinking, yeah, uh, you end up having wrong turns the Danny DeVito and the twins scenario there with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> But that's that. That's the mail. Thank you all Thanks, uh, for emailing in and letting us talk a little wrestling here. But we're going to be back with a couple books to end the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. It is Eric Shea, and he's back with me to talk three more books and then get the heck out of oh, here. He's, he's looking at the exit. Oh, yeah. Usually we save the you know the best for last. Obviously. One. Yeah, really. Some people think it. God, yeah, I see. I mean, when, when we end up with that last book, I really, and I, I sometimes I worry, yay, we talk a little about other people's scores or whatever. But I don't know what they're drinking. Because, I'm actually yeah, sitting I, here upset. I'm telling you, it was almost like a test in my mind when you, like, you know, told me the order of books, and I'm like, this motherfucker couldn't even let Hawkman go up into the first section with the big books for his finale. He's putting down, and not even the top book of the section of shit, it goes down here in the middle. I'm like, Come on, give Carter Hall some respect. Did you like the punchlines, Eric, earlier? I did. You didn't give it. Okay. Didn't you tell me just last week, Eric, that you like to have a section with at least one book in it, each section having something good? I there also you like go. to respect Hawkman. This was a test that, and you failed. No, that's full respect. <laughs> we need something that's not awful. And you end up having the Oreo cookie I, I sandwich is, here of awfulness. I have no and, idea what your score is for that book, so I really do hope you enjoy it. What? Hawkman? No, two out of ten. No, I, I I didn't mind it. It's it's more for Hawkman fans, so Eric, and you know that Is that's it? not really me. Yeah, I think that it's for people who just love the and Hawkman. They live forever. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. Oh yes, uh, but we're not starting with Hawkman, Eric. No, or we're laser, not. laser focus. We're going to get into great a- character that we all love. That's just this. Nobody understands when they write him. Apparently, no. And I want to stress here this Flash book. It's not great. Some How people may think this, but that we were shit talking shit on Joshua Williamson run, a guy who had a, a huge, a huge run on the Flash, but could not finish a story or tell a complete thought of a concept that he had. Somehow, it's gotten worse. No, I'm saying that was what I was leading to as well. So I'm glad that you. Uh, you think that Step as well, but the toes. thing is, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that is kind of the tone here. What me saying that, you know, we bitched him out a lot about Joshua Williamson. Oh man, and and really, like you said, uh, he didn't explain things, big things, Forever Force, you know, things like this that were part and crucial to Speed the Force story being going damaged, on. So we can't use it. And by the end, I think that when we said about Tom King as well, uh, some of the things are these 
writers are on books too long and sometimes they're on too long where they only had a certain amount of deal. Joshua Williamson, he really did only have stories, reverse flash, speed force wonky, reverse flash, speed force. Wonky. And so it started getting tiresome. And the work. idea that everything would end, even if it ended great or not so great, it, it always seemed to reset the next you know deal where rules that were from one arc never carried over things were said differently all that the only being, thing that was consistent was mopey barry yeah and that being said i don't want to rate it any higher than i thought but it was a lot better than this and so what better. we're getting here with kevin shinnick it's a holding pattern. It has to be. It's something where, again, I, I talked earlier where if you're going to cancel a book, it's a good time to cancel it. You're going to shut down and things like that. But also, if a guy is leaving a book, Joshua Williamson, probably to go and start up a couple things early that are going to be after the whole future. And he has a future state book as well. So he goes up to do that. You don't want to, like, all of a sudden, Mark Wade's going to come back for Flash you don't want him to come back for a couple issues and then shut the whole thing down for months and then come back. You want to have that be the big thing that, bam, come out when Future blazing. State's done. Because you need that hype, especially with the company having some problems. You, you don't need the hype now. The hype will be endless winter Future State. But yeah. it would be, hey, everybody, did you see Mark Wade back on Flash in March? Boom. Or Jeff Johns. Boom. Like, whatever the big thing. Kevin Shinnick. Probably a nice fella. He's not that big boom bang guy. And so he's allowed to do this probably to see what he's got. Show us what you got. And what he ends up having is a pretty generic story. I like rings. That, yeah, likes rings. And it's a pretty generic story in the idea where you're going to get what you usually get with these. And it's one of those deals we said with Superman, with Brian Michael Bendis. When you end up, in my mind, having somebody who doesn't know the the characters as much or doesn't really have a great story to tell you always can go down and rely on the basic of i'll just show them being good i'll just show them saying they're good we we are basing everything about the flash arc that we're currently dealing with with the idea of you know barry's flash ring that carries the costume inside him what it means to him and in order to tell this story that kevin shinnick thinks is the most important thing to get those feels the emotion out of it we have to get past the point that, oh, yeah, um, I guess Barry doesn't have that speed force aura around him to protect everything. It's always been the ring now because I need to make this new element for the ring. Now it's my parents' rings combined together and I need to make a new element so the speed force didn't destroy it and get rid of the gold. So my Barry's got a speed force aura. This, this is a thing. It's not like why do we have to do all these stepping stones around it just so you can tell this story that doesn't matter in the long run. It's so convoluted. Yeah, this is why at points if he grabs something and then starts running, it's not just going to deteriorate Every time he grabs all the time. Iris, this is yeah. a skeleton burned yeah. off by the time he gets <laughs> he's where he's like, going. We find out they're all clones. He's gone through 17 irises this afternoon. He just paints that Lysidium all over him. What you end up doing here is, again, this is where I'm saying you have a writer who, he has a story he wants to tell and he has things, but he's running in the dead ends. And he's running into dead ends that he really has no way to get out of. And also, he is focusing on the wrong things. He's like, you end up having Barry, Iris. I, I like a couple of their scenes. I really love Barry being so like, oh, man, I Iris seems like she might have been talking to sexies. I, I actually like the Barry's oblivious whole deal. Thing. And the thing naive. is, we're to talk about how great he is as a chemist, detective, whatever, the whole thing, even with the idea of the calling to Justice League again, because, look, Barry, you're good, but you're no Batman. Iris is Batman in this. She is figuring out everything that's going on, and Barry has to think back. 
maybe Iris was right. I have to go check this lead out. But yeah, and and so what you're going to get, and I'll do my blurb in a second, what you're going to get in here with Kevin Shinnick, though, is the idea where he's going to get these tropes or he's going to figure out, okay, well, I heard that Barry has the secret cabin that I'm going to take you know iris there and i'll show that oh he's a chemist this chemist deal is so pushed when we know this but really everything that comes about it's just there to be able to say oh he did mess with the metallurgy and it's the alchemy and things like that and it's funny because we often say and a lot of people do it's not just us man i want to see some stories where barry allen isn't just going against somebody who's fast or slow or you know a variation of that and that's dr alchemy has that but then it forces it into that. But also then you have to force the issue of, oh, man, how are we going to get there? And really, by the middle of this issue, I am just like, really, we're, we're talking about all those old philosophers. It just it gets so far away from anything that is good. But that's me. But we'll start this with my blurb here. The Flash, number 765, written by Kevin Shinnick, art by Sammy Bassery, Will Conrad, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. Dr. Alchemy's story continues with more ring obsession from Kevin Shinnick, but unfortunately not any real explanation of what is going on in the book. If you like stories where the good guys say they are good and love it anytime, you get to see the charcoal rubbings anywhere outside of an eight-year-old kid and Eric Shea in a graveyard. It may be for you. That's that's what made me laugh. Charcoal <laughs> Robbins. I'm like, really? He doesn't have a cell phone now? He can't remember three words? He's doing the etching. Stop it. Stop doing this. What is this? 1936? You got your pipe out and your Sherlock Holmes hat? Jeez. If you are looking He's for a, a well-written Jim. flashbook, I'm telling you. Uh, where's the Basset Hound there with him? Oh, come on, Flash. We got to go get the charcoal rubbings. Oh, wait a minute. That's a gravestone from 1822. Never saw those. I better go over there. That's you. Uh, sure yes. Is. If you want a well-written flashbook, however, you may want to sit this one out and hope things change after future state. I believe they will. And I believe that this is too good a book to have a story that it, you're pushing it to make this, in my mind, a digital first. But it, it, it so feels like a digital first. Even the idea, like I said, the like, you know, how we have to make things. We have to fudge, you know, who Barry is to make the story work. But then when you get the idea that, like, Barry is without the speed force, how we had in the last issue, somehow Dr. Alchemy took away the speed force and Barry has no idea how. Now he's going to go back to freaking Iron Heights and find out what's going on, how Alchemy got in, what he's up to, what his mindset is. And through sheer freaking nonsense, he thinks to himself, you know what? I have my ring here, my flash ring, my beloved flash ring. I think that Dr. Alchemy somehow took this metal, my Lysinium that I invented, and turn it into a metal that actually negates the speed force. Let me take this ring off. Yes, that's exactly. I'm sitting here I'm like, that's it. Fuck, what fucking metal negates the speed force? <laughs> and how would he know about this? Uh, well, is he's it in got, his freaking magic books? He's got the soothsayers doing their quatrains. These are, and, and so what you're trying to Holy get. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm telling you, you end up trying to push, and this is what gets me angry about this. And I wish an editor would have stepped in. Listen, Kevin. Wish anybody would have stepped in somebody on the streets. Listen, Kevin boy, you're really dealing with you know the idea, yes, of alchemy, but he has the philosopher's stone, so that kind of you get away with. But the idea that you're really going into chemistry, you are talking chemistry, chemistry, and then pretty much everything hinges on hocus pocus from a philosopher back in the day. That's goes to ooh, look at me, I saw this, This and it's just too much idea that the philosopher like (laughs) this. 
the whole thing when we're making rubbings on the wall of Dr. Alchemy's friggin' cell to find out what he's up to. And Iris is the one like, this guy isn't so smart. He doesn't even put the apostrophe in the right place of the Philosopher's Stone. It should be before the S, not after the S. closed. And I'm telling you, this is the thing that breaks the case wide open later on because not right away. It has to be later on for Barry to think back. Oh my god, that piece of shit has all the other people who have ever used the Philosopher's Stone in the entire existence inside him right now. And the thing is, I'm like, but this isn't the, the original Philosopher's Stone. He remade it. This is new. No one besides him has ever had this Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, well, they keep saying that he's not that good. But it's it's basically when, when you ended up having Iris. When the apostrophe happens, all I could think of is my cousin Benny. Oh, here's another one. Me in the shower. It's a case breaker. Uh, I want him to like, what? No, no. Because here's the thing. He just might not know punctuation. I mean, there is the little bit there that you might have Dr. Alchemy. Good chemist, bad speller. Lois Lane. You know, so this idea where she's like, huh. And also I like it. It's not even philosopher's stone. It's offers stone because some of it got melted over. I thought that that was the gopher stone, Eric. And then that was the clue. But also I'm telling you, he has four etchings. Like he can't remember or take a picture. And this lava that still has where he sat there because, you know, as well, we have you are to get rid of the pris- etchings of the wall, so we're well, going to make the floor in the lava to try to get rid of that. When you're a prisoner, what you do is you start to try to get things together. So you spend days or hours etching in Philosopher's Stone with the apostrophe because, you know, you have all of them in there. It's nonsense. And you even have where Barry's walking out and he's like, yeah. Ah oh, man, it's weird being in here. I know I'm not the man, Flash look at that right Rainbow now. Raider. Yeah, I'm not the Flash right now, but it'd be pretty dangerous. I don't have my speed for power. There's where Kevin Chinnick, listen. Now you're getting interesting territory of what would happen yeah. and what would go on there. Oh, but no, you don't want to deal with that. And what happens is he goes out, oh, Looks like I forgot to take my keys. Nothing of this was set up or anything where, oh, you know, we can't let metal in or out. Metal in or out, you say? Must be the ring. And then he just pulls it out where it seems like he is just right outside the prison. But I'm sure he went into an alley. But he now has the speed for boom. He has well, not it back. even that because now we got to go back to Barry's special lab, which is not even the, the speed force lab. It just seems to be his crime lab at freaking, you know, the, Irish at the CCPD. Hangs. And Iris is just hanging out because why not? But this whole thing is like, all right, he turned this, my ring, into some other metal that negates the speed force. So I got to do some beakers here. And then I'm going to take a paintbrush. I'm going to swab over this ring. And now it's Lysinium again. Thank God. I can wear my ring and have the speed force. And now I'm going to go find Dr. Alchemy, beat the ever-loving shit out of him until he says Barry. And then for some reason, my mind's going to go black and he's going to punch me in the face uppercut style for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I like when he's in the lab. I'm so he's angry like, when people like he's that in get the lab. punches yeah. on him. He's in the lab. He's like, okay, I got to figure out what's here. We got the OJ here in the urine. Let's see what Where's works. Where's the purple stuff? Let's see what works. And yeah. Everything that happens, though, never explain. And the idea of, say, the responsometer, that just seems to be well, we left stole behind. Well, because that was from just, the Metal Men Expo last yeah. like, what, what happened with that? And that was just to, oh, my God, that shows that he wants to put the Philosopher's Stone in himself all along, which it really didn't Look, to me anyway. Is, but If I have a Philosopher's Stone, I can find easier ways to put it inside me besides providing a responsometer. Shit, I'm putting stuff inside me all the time. Shit, I'd swallow it. <laughs> Just oh. do that like my tooth. Yeah, there, maybe that would it. be better. And then you shit it out and you, you repeat. 
rinse and repeat. They say you don't even have to rinse. What the hell? You can you can end up turning your poop into ice cream. That's the greatness of Dr. Alchemy, Eric. You could just That's keep doing it. Don't do that. It would be lovely. Um, but you get this where I even said to you as I'm reading, I'm getting so angry. And I thought, wait a second. We end up where he wants to push Barry as this chemist detective, right? But he's solving things too quickly. The chemtective. Yeah, he's yeah, that's what I call it. You know, you end up where it's great. You end up where he's solving things by jumping to conclusions, not really getting a lot of clues. If you would have waited where he's still trying to figure out where you have that classic where I know that alchemy's up to no good. Now you also have that he broke out of jail, but still, you could even work it a little different. Uh that oh I, you know, he's not up to any oh wait a minute, he got a responsometer. Why would he want that? Oh my god. And and then all the clues line into the idea, responsometer, philosopher, all well, they're to even make this talking thing. about the idea but, of bringing in, like, you know, Barry's talking to himself about the, the evil persona that came through and actually made Dr. Ackerby do these things. But, like, he thinks that maybe this is a part of it, but he didn't know anything about him being this. For us to get the reveal that's all the people who have ever had the Philosopher's Stone inside him, giving him information, especially a mage, the, the freaking possible uh, dis, uh, ancestor of Will Magnus, who had the ability to see him in the future where Barry Allen's identity was revealed. And then he told freaking Dr. Hackaby this, and that's how Dr. Hackaby knows that Barry Allen is the pleasure of my- just give me the evil persona because that was way yeah, cooler than yeah. just having and multiple men convoluted. inside Dr. Alchemy. It's convoluted. And what or happens is – <laughs> I don't know. I like how you said that. Uh, when you end up having the stuff gathered and, and the, the clues and the things that they're doing, it just ends up being, okay, let's get to the next big thing. That really isn't explained. And then we'll go to the next big thing. And I swear at points even where these names and things of the fly, Barry knew these, but he's, he's ending up with this etchings. He has them oh, on dude. the wall. And this that's only thing. so that, that Iris can see them and say apostrophe. But what's that? When, when Dr. Alchemy and him are fighting, he says Barry and freaking scores and Barry realizes, holy shit, my entire family is in trouble. If Dr. Alchemy knows who I am, he knows who everybody is. So he quickly races away, runs like the flash, gets Iris, takes her to Iris's family cabin, what we saw before. But in wait Blue a Valley. minute, Eric, he grabs, he grabs Iris. She would die though, the way that it was spelled out with the Thank ring. Thank God we things. have Lysidium here, but no, no, that's out of here. Yes. What, even, what is more ridiculous? The idea that he doesn't have a speed force aura or that Dr. Alchemy is outside the door immediately. Immediately when they get there. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Dr. Alchemy, he's not fast. He's Dr. Alchemy, right? But he's there. And he it seems like they're saying that he got the the head start because he knew it, it makes no sense. And then he had the flash running well, full speed. But here's the deal, Eric. You didn't realize that all of this started when the trickster put those goggles on and it actually Holy put many, shit. many cameras on his eyes. <sighs> Eric, I have contacts that are killing me every you, single moment of the day. Cameras? I don't know if you remember when we were talking the first part of this, when the trickster came in, the idea that he stole the ring. But when we found out that these VR goggles were put on him and started doing hallucinate, like he didn't know that there was there was projectors on top of his mask at this one point. I was so furious at this stupid fucking concept. But now that we're calling back to it and the idea that we put, we put cameras on your cameras eyeballs on your and eyeballs. we can see everything that you're seeing. So I'm like – so now the trickster knows who Barry Allen is, and so does Dr. Alchemy. And I'm like, but this is just – I'm telling you, everything that we had before, already furious at the nonsense of it. But this is just the, the icing on the just shit the cake. Idea and I'm like, that, stop that, it. that is supposed to be 
the clever reveal. What a twist. How, how, how did you know me and where I was and who I love? Well, didn't you know we put cameras on your eyeballs? I mean, just think of that in any sort of media, anything. You're watching a TV show. You're watching a movie. You're having your kids tell you. You'd be like, really? Stop. Try a little you. better. Try a little. I'm like, hey, uh, Logan, why why weren't you in school? Oh, I had, you know, cameras on my eyeballs. I'm like, that don't even make sense. <laughs> I don't even know why you would say that, but it's so and, – and I get the idea that maybe if you're going to try – and a lot of people, it seemed on the combo ground. I don't know and they're why trying, those cameras wouldn't burn hard. off when he's running. Uh, you know, with the, not having a speed force. Did you ever aura. put shit on your eyes? You can't. It would hurt. You I would feel it. I for years. I was fine. Yeah, but this is I cameras. wasn't like you. I'm telling you, I expect it's like a you know 1930s deal where the guy's cranking it. You got a director there and the director's got chair in there. Bulbs that have to keep being ejected from your why, eyeballs. Like, what are you why, talking about? Why is that even not even as ridiculous as what the? I mean, it's just as ridiculous. They're filming. It's time for my close up, Mister Demille, as as he's running. Nonsense. And so you have that I'm as so angry just when I you have that. that as just a deal of. Yeah, that's how it happened. All right. And it just moves on. And, and I said, if you want to try hard to say, oh, you know, it's for fun, whatever. I so guess, we have to- I guess you can say it's a Silver Age type deal, but it's not. Because no. at least they were trying. It's nonsense. Just the idea, though. It's like the how convoluted you have to get because, all right, look, this ancient freaking wizard man who had the Philosopher's Stone, he could see into the future, all right? And he saw that Barry Allen was the Flash and like he remembered this. So now that he's inside me because I'm using the Philosopher's Stone, he told me this. But you know what? What do I know about Barry on? I know I used to work with him, but what else do we need to know? Thank God the trickster was there to put cameras in your eyeballs so we could follow your every goddamn move to make sure that Iris West is your girlfriend. You got kid flashes over here. You got stupid bullshit over here. Now we know all your stupid bullshit. Thank God and, for the and trickster. He mentions probably, listen, you can't, you know, erase the history of the cameras. We we know what you're up to at night, buddy boy. This is why That's you're why not I never getting, look at myself. This is why he wasn't <laughs> horned up for Iris when she was basically saying, Let's go. Um but with all this stuff I going on. That. That would be so fucked up. Of course, the thing is, even Iris is coming on to him. Barry doesn't have time for this whole thing. The idea, I'm like, if you made this into a real story and stuff like that with <laughs> real characters where you have the idea like, we sell everything. Like, just the fury in Barry's freaking eyes that would be at that point. I'm like, just think of this. You down, think of this crazy deal where it says, we saw everything and Barry freaks out. Everything. No, you can't, you can't have, you can't let anybody know this. You can't know, you can't know. And then you end up seeing that what he's really upset is at night he went to help out you know, freaking Captain Cold, that he's actually a nice guy, but he doesn't want anybody to know because that will ruin his, you know, hero image of going against it. Like some crazy twist, but we're not getting that. And just think, you already said, this story advances because cameras were put on Barry's eyeballs and <laughs> philosophers from ancient <laughs> times are inside Dr. Alchemy who can see the future. There are the two things that this whole thing Tell hinges a on. Story. <laughs> oh my god! It's, this is it's, a child doing make believe to make sure they win playing nonsense. pretend with against really, somebody else. If you're gonna have a story with Doctor Alchemy and you're gonna go this crazy, why isn't he turning his bedroom floor in the lava, Eric? That's what I would do. <laughs> Again, right? I'm you, he is turning his bedroom floor in the lava. So another child thing. Yeah, I think it's at the end when everything catches on fire, it looks like, and they're done. But yeah, this whole, I tell you, the idea, when Trickster Floor's placed lava. those goggles, when Trickster placed those goggles on your eyes, he wasn't just putting a projector on your mask. Check one in the ridiculous column. I was so he angry. Was, he was placing cameras on your eyes, embedding them in your pupils. 
please. Oh, I mean, this is one of those things like, please, if you're not going to try, uh, yeah, well, call us when you're, you're going to give an attempt because this is ridiculous. And without anything else explained, and I think the apostrophe is at a different so place. Yeah, all of this nonsense, complete and utter nonsense. And uh, yeah, the art's okay, though. It's okay. It's not great, but like, you know, for it the all, most of it, it, it feels, feels like a digital deal. Exactly, well, it does. And, like, by the end, like, for your big cliffhanger, Dr. Alchemy looks cool, but ultimately, the entire issue to, like, does not really, imp- it, it does its job, essentially, but it doesn't impress more than it has to. And the story's fucking horseshit. How about you put this together also where Dr. Alchemy's there? He's got the, the spirits within him all along, he knows Barry's identity. That is more important. Impressive. That's more of a threat to Barry than I'm going to turn your ring into a different metal set. That that was just a, I a speed the bump. Speed force that was a speed metal. bump. You didn't I'm need find that. Out about this fucking There's, metal. There are so many things in this. Like that's a big freaking hole I have in my goddamn yeah. attack right now. Yeah, I need really. to be putting a pin in this. This is part three, and we've had things come up that really didn't need to start with the idea that Doctor Alchemy breaks out of prison which we still don't know, island, not, whatever. They say, man, it's had some hard times. Well, it seems to have shifted as well. But you end up where Dr. Alchemy getting out of prison, knowing Barry Allen's you know, deal with and having the fl- – that's that's big enough. You don't have to push it back because it's a flashbook. You Just don't necessarily Dr. Alchemy. Yeah, Take an and issue you don't to tell need everybody to, who this character is and You don't need cool to way. push it to the speed force. You, you didn't need that. And it seems like that's maybe something they told him he had to do or he thinks you have to do even at the beginning with – to be the fastest guy, I'm like, you put mm. yourself into a corner because when you're the fastest man alive, how are you gonna, how's he gonna, like, you know, not stop this guy? Took speed, I took your powers. All right, how did he take his powers? Shit, how did he take his powers? How about this? Okay, we need to do the speed because, but then he beats him to the cabin, so you've now negated it in a separate way as well. So don't do that. Don't do, have Doctor Alchemy Cameras is something that is a cool character. It's something that is a neat deal, the you know, flush, all these sort of things that you can use. No, I know why and we haven't seen him in the past 10 years. No, it's he's not awful, that. No, that's again, this is what you said. There's no bad characters, there's bad writers, and this is a shame because I think Dr. Alchemy could be a real breath of fresh air to only dealing with Speed Force problems during Joshua Williamson's whole run, having something where we finally get to see Barry have to do something with Look, a different I'm looking deal, at and Iron then it gets tied I just want to see again. the Rainbow Raider now that he's in the background. I said, have that where all of a sudden there is trouble and Barry doesn't have that. And now we, you know, that's fun stuff. But what would you give this? Fuck you five all the way around for this one because it, it, I, I was angry reading this. And it doesn't happen very often. Like I might take, make some jokes, nitpick here and there, but it's just a ridiculous bit of nonsense through and through and does nothing for the character and just kind of like slaps you in the face if you are a fan. I agree. But. We might have a worse issue coming up later, but I don't know. This one seems at least this one seems more goofy bad. Uh, Wonder Woman seems bad, but yeah, they're about equal. But we're gonna go to the next issue. Next up, we have Hawkman number twenty nine, written by Robert Venditti, or just Diddy with art by Fernando <laughs> Passerin, Eau Claire Albert, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lee. It's the end of our winged power couple, but only for their stories of the series, because we see from this conclusion the Hawks will never truly end, which is nice, I guess, but kind of does the thing I hate that solidifies their future no matter what. Oh, you have one job and you fuck it up every time. I did it, Eric. Ultimately, though, for this story, Hawkman overcomes Anton Haster with a no-fear attitude and a strange nth metal blast. That's all, though, as our Hawks decide that fearing death is no way to live, and with that, they live forever. 
Yeah, that's something by the end. I, I wasn't aware of the idea that if they didn't die, they just keep on a living. Keep on well, keeping on. It's kind of a kind of, like cool thing. They I actually, do I'm age. You, uh, exactly, but they age very slow. They're aging like, you know, way like, like slower than Wolverine would like even me, age Eric. and stuff you, like this. You'd never be able to tell, right? No, no, I'm you're like smaller a, than a I'm 13 like, year old. I'm like a babe in the woods, I am. <laughs> you know, you're like nice, a reverse nice Benjamin deal. Button. I am the reverse Benjamin Button, you idiot. Uh, but I, I wasn't aware of that, and I actually like seeing that. No, it's a cool twist. It's just when you do this thing, it's like whenever a writer goes and finishes off a series or their run and they go to the far-flung future, like Jeff Johns likes doing this, where like, he you loves know, it. when he ended this Green Lantern run in the New 52, we see far in the future, like the stuff that our heroes are going to do, which they're never going to do because the continuity Simon has changed Bess, so much he's going to end up training Jessica. You have all those weird deals. The power ring Jessica Cruz that he's training because he's the healer and White Lantern, Kyle Rayner. I'm like, ooh, we got away from that. All. But no, when you have this whole thing, like the idea of them, it's, an, it's a nice ending for Hawkman fans, but it doesn't make a lick of sense for this whole thing because now we have – I, I want to get a hold of Diddy and freaking Fernando Passerin and do a goddamn like – a Hawkman 29.5 or like uh, just an epilogue five page thing that they can get together and throw out where, you know, we have our Hawks. They were, you know, sent back to the past of the 1940s to one of their lives with the JSA and all of this where, OK, we're going to live up one life left. But now we have, you know, before this happened, we have Adam Strange and the Adam sitting there on that strange asteroid with a dead Hawkman and dead Hawkwoman like, oh, my God, my friends are dead. I need Space Cabby to come by with a freaking Galactic Western Union. We've had this in our care for the last, you know, 80 years right now. And then Adam opens up. Carter's alive. He's in the 40s, but he's alive. And oh, Pia. And then like, oh, we have this other one. I'm also in the present time and right behind you because I've you know not aged and died. I'm just you know pretty much me right now, and I'm going to outlive you by forty thousand years. Right? And then Adam Strange shits his pants because he scares him. Eric, he mind freaks him. Uh, I, I I don't mind when you see the future with the purple thing, and, and you know I don't know what that thing is flying towards us, a monstrosity. But you end up having that that it is a nice moment, and you do have some nice moments at the end here. I like seeing them being able to grow older and pretty much you know the the lines are getting deeper and clear eric but also the scars i mean at one point when i'm looking at this i believe that we can assume that at one point lobo put a cigar out on the shoulder of carter (laughs) it certainly (laughs) looks like it but you have this and it's nice to give people who are hawkman fans the ending of you know it's fine and dandy to have the smooching eric you had the smooching all along but to see them that they did end up having that best life and that that deal where they always will have themselves which they better because everybody else they know is dead but you have that and it's nice it's a nice deal i knew right away when i saw earth the 40th century Ooh, eric's gonna be pissed i I actually giggled to myself we're so far in the future what's he gonna get angry with that and you always have the deal where people why eric why are you why are you pissed it doesn't matter the future can change it always is a fluid deal and then you always return with then why do it I mean, yeah. why well, I have this, and it is true. But I like seeing them older. Like, like the whole thing, to too. To do like, that, you have to go have, real far, right? Well, it's like this whole thing where we just had Hawkman show up in the Death Metal Infinite Hour Extreme kind of bullshit where he's been protecting, you know, Blackhawks Mountain because there's a Death Metal uh, – Blackhawks Mountain, the De- Blackhawks Island because the Death Metal is there and Lobo shows up. I need to know the progression of history then. I need to know the history then of Carter going through the 40s with the JSA and then being in the present day with our current heroes and stuff like that. What that means, especially since you know, Adam Strange and the Adam Ray Palmer are out there and watched Carter Hall and Shayera. Like at this point, you know, when we get to our present day where you have this Shayera Hall, who's a, you know, a human at this point in this continuity since they went back. 
What does she do? Because she was the leader of Thanagar Prime at that point when her Thanagarian self died. Shannara Eric, you're Hall. starting to step on everybody's toes. I think that when does you she end go up back having at that- this point, like, no, we just created a power vacuum. Like, what, no. what's going to happen now? Because I, I, I need to know more of this. The coolest part of this aspect, though, because one of the problems with, you know, Diddy's, you know, definitive run and origin of the Hulk fan and its resurrections, because you have Anton Hasser here, the descendant of Hasset, who originally cursed, you know, Shaira and, you know, like uh, Prince Khufu. To mm-hmm. have these resurrections, I'm like, oh, how are we going to deal with that since it wasn't that origin anymore? The presence, you know, cursed them to have this whole thing, and they've been doing this since the beginning of time at this point. So when we have Anton Hasser trying to recreate his original thing, like, I have the accursed de- nth metal dagger of Anubis here, and I'm going to plunge it in you, and it's going to take away all your life, so this is going to be your final life, reincarnation over, because this is the thing that actually caused him, like – when we have this where Carter doesn't die and we get rid of this whole thing and Anton has no idea what's going on, this is the yeah. coolest aspect that Diddy has done to remake the origin right, right, right. now because – And it is. It, it's a cool twist. Well, it's because the whole thing is like Anton never knew that because of what's happened. He believed this entire time that this nth metal Anubis dagger was the thing that's been doing this to you know, tie their lives together. It meant nothing. And I'm like, this whole idea now that we get rid of it too, I'm like, all right, you just did the coolest part of this entire series so far by tying things together and making it make sense to me at least now. But then you go off the deep end with this whole 40, like the 40th century. I'm like, or like the 40,000 years. This is what I'm going to say. There's going to be people who have no freaking clue what you're talking about. They're going to be trying to put the pieces together of, you know, death metal, Shair, the Sandigar prime of metal, all these things and thinking, I don't really care about that. And those people probably will be better served than you when we do like end how up. How do we what, have a Kendra up- Saunders who was pointed out in the Just League series is a future reincarnation of Shaira Hall where if she's not going to be reincarnated anymore? How does that happen? What I'm going to tell you is that most people aren't going to care and they're not <sighs> going to put it together. And because of that, these people will not be as upset. But this is what we're going to get. If you are not with upset, Eric, I just get want upset. To more. But when we get back from future state, This is what we're going to get. We're going to get books. It's going to be the, well, that's what Scott Snyder said. That doesn't mean that Venditti has to follow that. You have a Brian Michael Bendis, and it's all going to end up making a lot of things. And and in my mind, me reading this, I am not going to tell you that my score goes up or down because of Kendra or, you know, the whole Thanagar Prime. I'm reading this story. But once these things start adding up, adding up, adding up, you might run into trouble. And people who don't necessarily care about continuity as much as you do may end up starting to care a little when you do have things really go wrong. My biggest problem in this issue kind of continues from last issue until the end. I'm not getting the coolness of being in the 40s. In fact, if you just threw this at me without me getting any sort of background, I wouldn't have any idea. And I like the idea of the 40s deal. And I wish that there was a little more fun with that and the JSA and things like that. I know that it's a Hawkman Shire story here, but you have the playground that you can go and play and make it something with that. It's just at the end where, yep, we went and fought with the JSA, the old enemies and the new. And, and here we Hasser are going, yeah. new, Like, you know, half set went and reincarnated a bunch of more times. And like, we didn't care anymore because we didn't have the connection we once did. And like, we just kind of moved on. Sometimes we killed him. Sometimes we locked him up. Sometimes he got away. It didn't matter because Shire and me, we had each other. Yeah. And so you end up with that. I just wanted a little more of the coolness, though I do expect 
that they are going to be back in like a JSA book. But again, that's going to end up driving you because then we're going to see a little bit of a future. I don't know how it will all work out. But after uh, just hearing you, I'm I'm starting to worry what's going to happen after Future State when you do have another story over continuity in a way that's more of a timeline thing than it ever was. Before, it seems like the story over continuity of DCYOU right before Rebirth. And you will that's your feather in your cap you tried to do story over continuity already dc it failed and you had to go to rebirth so why are you going again i think this is more out full out not just well we could have bizarro books and we could have this this is going to be timeline stuff that now everything's fluid just to be able to have fun and i'm going to do this and i'm going to have hawkman here and then i'm going to have hawk girl there we already see what happens when because dc's continuity has fallen apart already where we thought that they were going to rebuild it, they seem to be on the idea of, eh, screw it, why rebuild something that, you know, always gets torn down anyway? It's like the straw house, you know? Why don't we just start having fun? I don't know what you do in the straw, roll around. <laughs> I mean, let's roll around the straw. And it does worry me because I'm going to have to deal with your sorry ass going. And not even that, but sometimes when you, you, there are deep dives of it where I do think that people sit there and like, listen to him with that. But no, that's what you care about because you want your stories to make sense with the characters you yeah. love. And sometimes they don't. And especially when you go and you're recreating, like everybody wants to say, the definitive origin of Hawkman, where you went and did some of the stuff. It didn't really work for me, but you did enough there. Now you're tying it into one thing here with the, you know, the original Golden Age Hawkman, his original enemy, Anton Haster, and stuff like that, and that original idea of the origin. This is the coolest thing that he's done with this whole background idea. But then when you have it at the end, like, we just jumped to 40,000 years in the future where we're still alive and we still love each other. But I'm like, what happened and again, after that's this, fan the JSA, service and yeah. like exactly, it's totally fan service, and it just drives me nuts. But maybe he's told to stay a little away from that because that might be something that comes back, which would be cool. I don't know. The, the, the weird thing though is, I hate the idea where you know most like, people. Is this a who, Superman Reborn? Not Superman Reborn, but like the Adventures of Lois and Clark we had before, where you know we had the pre-crisis Superman and Lois living on Earth, like incognito, because we have a New Fifty Two world that's new to them. They have to stay lo- lay low with this whole thing. But Superman's still out there in the background. Does Hulkman have to do that? Stay lay low this entire time because there's another Carter Hall out there who is eventually going to die after taking this whole thing. You know, it's it's a weird situation. All right, he's dead now. Now I can be Carter Hall again from the forties. Yeah, and the the thing that bothers me and worries me, and again, this isn't all this book. Uh, this is just things where the way they spelled it out, you're not going to – like I could even say, listen, if we're going to go with Hawkman and his definitive origin and things, I would say let's put this Diddy book, you know, Diddy. Let's put this a little higher on the ladder of what matters and what happened. But – The problem is after future statement, what they're saying is you're basically just going to end up, well, who's your favorite writer? You like the Bendis? Well, you go with his version. You like the, you know, Joshua Williamson, go with his. That that is not good. That ends up with things. and, And this is, we're seeing trouble right here for you when we're trying to at least maintain somewhat of a continuity and a definitive origin and still it gets confusing. But the art looks great. Oh, the art's amazing. I I love the idea of it. When we are fighting Anton Hastor, and you know Carter Hall has to show us how badass he is, because at the end of the last issue, we saw him like pull this 
I guess the ultimate power move where he plunges the dagger into himself, you know, and just lets it happen. They're like, ah, and now he pulls it out here. It's like, you know, the idea, like, you can't be alive. I stabbed you with this whole thing. You should be like, decayed and weathered from that Anubis's power. And like, I'm special. I'm an Anubis's shit. And the whole thing where Carter then calls his mace to him and it comes to him. And then this is all fun. It's all a badass moment. I just don't get it because now we have the, the nth metal dagger. We have the nth metal mace. And he puts them together, and for some reason, it creates an explosion outwards, and then, like, you know, burns up Anton Hastert, almost kills him right there, but Shaira and Carter are both fine for this giant, like, explosion that just derailed the a train. The ghost train, the ghost train goes down, and then you end up having Anton, like, he's at the wrong place at the wrong time, everything's falling, but, you know, I like this idea, too, where a Hawkman and a Hawkwoman, they're there, but Anton, he's going to reincarnate and they even say yeah. yeah we're gonna fight him later so you can have him die and it's kind of a cool thing to stop and then you see these other iterations as you go forward i think it's nice to see that he doesn't always come back as looking like a red-headed val kilmer eric Sometimes. he comes back in different ways and you also get almost like a an idea of the time going forward with Sometimes that he comes it's back cool. looking like that dude from no country for old men yeah, he does. It, it really does. So you end up having that and maybe Tanya back in the day with that maybe. blue hair. Maybe I was going to real. I don't know. But you end up where Probably. I like seeing them being old. That's fine. You know, you don't have to go too far and like show this nonsense, you know, thing uh, with, like I said, the Purple Hulk down there and the pixie lady and all that going on. Maybe also what would be Adam Strange's great, 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 great granddaughter. I, you know, the whole deal going. It's nice, though. This is just for the fans. This is a book you know, that we a lot of people life. love. The JSA, they fought more, Drew. I went and did stuff with Abin Sura, Green Lantern in space. I did all this other cosmic weird shit, you know, and like, I had a hell of a life. And now I'm all gray and old, but I'm still pretty young for, for how old it is. And Shaira, she gets her armor on. She flies around for the kids and stuff like that. And one thing is, it's does it look it's, like they've taken a shower and and, and washed their hair? Because it doesn't look it right. Well, Do they, they wash their hair in the future? Not every day, Jimmy. Obviously, you want to build up some grease to have that shine to it, but it, it takes a little while. Who knows if we even have water on Earth in the 40th century? But like, I just want to know. That's I, what I want to know, Eric. Is, it's the are 40th they century, though. For some reason, like we are so far beyond, like you know, Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century. Like at this point, we're on Earth in the 40th century. Like things seem too close to what they should, in my mind. Like we have not progressed that much at all. We just have assholes flying around and freaking cars flying are around notes. and nobody <laughs> taking showers, right? And also, though, when you were going through and they're going through, like you said, the the, the all the fun that they had. We met new friends and fought new enemies. You know, hey, you're going on, and then you're like, and then. Grant Morrison got the hell a hold of us, and what the <laughs> hell happened there? I mean, that's all I thought. I'm like, yep, that's when Grant Morrison stepped in, and he had everything wacky. Yeah, and adventures in other realities. Yeah, I bet you did, Hawkman. Yeah, I bet you you did. You're getting senile, but he's writing down his thoughts. I like that he's finally I writing the down these thoughts. with the Abensers. I, I think this is like the 17th. He doesn't get shit to do. He's writing these thoughts down over and over here. It's like he's, you know, his own personal Walden there in well, the 40th the century. He, he didn't go and do any, like, you know, journal entries for the long longest time so now he's got to go back and he's do catching all of it up once. yeah he's catching yeah. up he's like hey i gotta get to that journal share it's like the journal you haven't done shit since that set that oh well i, I have a lot Man, to I catch was up Prince on kufu i was qatar hall of like you know and like i was qatar hall of thanagar i was qatar all of krypton all this shit was cool but you know what i dig being me the most and then he's like hey you I know dig it Shire, the most Shire, i dig it the most you would dig it the most shire comes in like isn't it your time to cook dinner he's like wait a second i just want to go look at all those people we beheaded behind us 
Those, those are all beheaded people there. They they ain't just masks. I think that they, they're killers. But yeah, it's a nice house too. You, you got all the things I, going there. I don't even there. know if I can call this a house. It's a nice museum they have. <laughs> you got Molnir over there. I as far as I'm concerned, it's still the JSA Brownstone. They just I'm take it over you, in the 40th century. I, yeah, I guarantee you, I guarantee that you could go through and find some like little Easter eggs, Eric, if you went like, oh my God, he's a snow globe fan. Aren't we all? I'd like to sell those, Eric. But yeah, it's a nice moment. And and what you ended up having in this whole series is a lot of nice moments. I just need it more as not a guy who went in. It's almost like punchline, but I needed to get more. And I did get it, you know, eventually. And I think that this was a nice issue. And I do like it more than any of the other crap I read this oh, week. No, that's so. the thing is I have a lot of questions because I expect a lot out of this because I am a Hawkman fan and I wanted to do more than it's – but it's it's one issue left. We are doing something huge for the Prince Khufu freaking original Golden Age origin. I think that's a really cool way to tie it into what you are doing as a U.S. and Diddy for your, your definitive origin. And it does make sense. It is actually a really cool aspect. It just doesn't do enough for me for the story that you have set up for 29 issues now and just goes to a far-flung future and we're still alive and we love each other. And again, I say that it is also a cool twist where, you know, when the presence sent them back, you know, oh, Qatar and Shire, you died, but you taught you showed me that I was wrong in my decision before. So I'm going to gift you with one more life, your yeah. your best life. And they got to Make choose. Make it they count. In the 40s. The thing is, it's it's a really cool like twist if you want to go with this whole thing where that life is until they die and they'll never die as long yeah, as they – Yeah, I you didn't know, get it, that. It's yeah. fine. It's good. I'm telling you, it's, it's a nice, very good ending and the art looks good. It's just I always want more out of these, this series. That's pretty much my biggest complaint. Yeah, and it, it obviously sets up things of them being able to be in books and things like that going forward and stuff. And, well, and shit, things- they could be in everything. They, they never – they're always around. Damn right they are, Eric. Uh, yeah, but I wanna, it also I go sets back up. And have the it Death does of give Hawkman six issue mini rewritten now that we have this new timeline of them, where C- Carter Hall he's on Thanagar, he's helping Katar Hall, making sure that boy never dies. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, Eric. <laughs> the you Savage and- Hawkman New Fifty Two series. He's in the background sometimes, hanging with Pandora. I'm about to read that probably tomorrow. We'll see about that. But what'd you give this? I ended up giving this a seven point five out of ten. I'm giving it an eight. I actually liked it. You you want to know why? Uh, I think I'm a little more positive th- because than you. Because you wanted to show me up in front of everybody else? Damn right. I want people to like me. <laughs> That's now, what you told it, me actually, beforehand. <laughs> I know. But when we went through it, I actually decided because a lot of times it, it, the book left me behind a bit. And, you know, Kirk Cameron would never do that. Well, thank sometimes God I'm here the for book you. did. Well, that's true. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be doing it because I would be confused. Finally, the final issue, which has big ramifications to the whole mythos and things like that, I actually could follow it. And I'm not saying I'm a smart fellow. I just don't know a lot. And a lot of the times and a lot of the things that well, people, you know, got, well, a lot of people got excited because of big moments and they wouldn't be big for me, even if I understood them, because it's, not my thing. I, like, I can I, recognize I, look, it. I understand too. You don't want to mess with the timeline, but who cares if you're Hawkman at this point? You know what Hawkman needs to do? We need to go back and have this weird, like, you know, Tales of the Dark Multiverse, but actually Tales of the Never Ending Carter Hall, where he goes back and makes sure that his earlier self never fucked around with that dark nth metal and opened up a goddamn Isn't game he the, the world dragon. forger now? No, and he the was dragons the dragon. and the thing. And make sure that shit stops. Wasn't shorts or cuts a dragon? It's the yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, Eight out of ten. Dragon. We're going to go to the last book of the podcast. Usually save the best for last. And eh, here we go. Eh? Uh, again, a lot of people love this issue. A lot of people Why? love this run. I don't know. 
and we're going to go through it. And I, I'd like to say, I was going to say at the beginning of the podcast, it's not that we're hating on books. We're roasting them, Eric. If you say you're roasting things, it, it gives you a little more leeway to have the fun. And then people are like, oh, they're not negative. They're roasting. I saw somebody on YouTube Look, doing that. They sure. actually if, spelled if, that if out. If you want to go with that, that's fine. We're I hate her. this book. Oh, man, that's a singer for the roast. Oh, my. Any other singers? You this got the- and The Flash are some of the biggest pieces of garbage that Ooh, DC are putting out. And it's just, You and are roasting them, It's almost them, a weird thing where they don't know what to do anymore until they come back from Future State and find out what they, the, like the, the status quo of their universe is. So what they did was grab some writers and said, do whatever. I'm telling you, I, that Kevin Shinnick on The Flash, I swear it is. That's a freaking uh, digital first book that they had to adapt to make it you know in the continuity and actually go to the, the amount of issues. Go from that file to that file. That's how they adapted it. It's like it was there. Now it's here. Uh, this Mariko Tamaki, though, Eisner Award winner. Uh, you have that to keep nothing. this is somebody who is a respected writer. Not by you, Eric, but because you're roasting, right? This is you're like Gilbert here. It's pretty hot in here. This Wonder Woman run of hers is here's the thing I can explain it in one word it's nothing. That's it. There's nothing to it. You end up having setups Look, that she aren't heard set one up. time that freaking, you know, Wonder Woman killed Maxwell Lord. All right, that's going to be my entire story. Let's go forward and have nothing make sense. And just please, anybody tell me. And this issue, it, it kind of dawned on me. I've been saying it all along. I can't get a grip of Mariko Tamaki's Diana. What makes her tick? Eric, why is she this? What does she do? What does she think? And I realized in this issue, there is something that keeps popping up. And I'll bring it up when we get into it of why I think that is. Why I can't get a grip because she only talks about what other people think. And I'll show you when we get to it. But it's Wonder Woman 766, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Steve Pugh, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Pep Rousseau. Mariko Tamaki continues her stolen tech scavenger hunt, which led us to Lat- uh, Latava to fight Count Vertigo last issue and ended with Wonder Woman blind as an Eric Shea without his glasses. While it would be silly to expect any answers at this point from Tamaki about the stolen Maxwell Lord tech, even though Maxwell Lord's there and really should know, and how it's possible to alter this to get a shit-talking, terraforming, flying Count Vertigo. It's just magic. I would at least like the setup nothing in this issue to, to matter. Nothing mind control, okay? That's the one thing that is the bread and butter, the gold of Maxwell Lord's all he ever fucking deals with. We have stolen tech and we have altered it. So what are you talking about? Liar, liar, we should be able to create a mind-altering app who with knows? the phone. I, I, okay, maybe I can go with that. We got Joe Schmo over here who has freaking cyborg skeletons in the ocean that can appear at his command, you know, mind control. And then we also have, you know, Latavan freaking ruler, Count Vertigo, with a headpiece on, which creates fucking terraforming and fucking flying machines for him. I'm like, no. And also, for some reason, can make Wonder Woman go blind after it's the, a blast strikes her jet. You have Wonder Woman who has... Been there. There's Maxwell Lord. Oh, she's been there. <laughs> she's got really. She's been around the block. Maxwell Lord is there for her to maybe keep an eye on. I, I ended up saying this to somebody where I can't even go with that anymore because I think it's easier to keep an eye on somebody. Well, it's almost like he's supposed you know, to be when, the ace in the hole who knows yeah, what's supposed to be that's going my on problem. because it's his tech. He is only there, and she keeps saying, "Said the Superman." Oh, Maxwell Lord's with me. He's acting, you know, a little wonky, but still he is the expert. It's his tech. It's this, that. And yet never once has he said anything like, well, the original tech was based on this. Please tell me. Adding and, and really, if I'm Wonder Woman, 
hey, uh, is this tech the same stuff we've been dealing with? Is this something else? Can you give me an idea? Because I need to know how to shut it down. What you end up happen then, because you don't have that information that would be the simplest thing when you have an expert with you in the field going against it, Wonder Woman just stabs it. I mean, she slices Thank God the she just tech. had that sword to break that tech. But even with that, two of the things that really drive me nuts, you have a bunch of setup in this issue that doesn't even play out in the issue. And then what I was saying as the idea where, what does Wonder Woman think of things? What it, well, it's constant where she says to us, Edda once described it. Edda thinks this. Edda told me that. Never once does she say, you know what? I think that Maxwell Lord this, or I want to go this. I No, it's always Edda, Edda, Edda. At one point at the end, she's like, Edda said one time that it's like watching Citizen Kane. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Why you keep repeating Edda? But yet you also have the setup. Diana is blind. Because Diana is Forrest Gump. Diana is blind. Maxwell Lord isn't. Almost in the idea, if I'm Diana, and you know, start, what do you have on you that's negating these things? Why aren't you being affected as much as me, especially here when we hit the it's not even wall of negating this whole thing that that blast of vertigo, a blast somehow hit the goddamn invisible jet. The wing was broken off. They crash landed. She's blind. Demi goddess is pretty much nigh and vulnerable at this point. Actually, Lord's fine. Walking around, not a scratch on him. He rubs his arm at one point. He's like, oh, hey, rub some, rub some dirt on that. He'll be fine. But don't Thank worry, you. because Wonder Woman's blind, but thankfully we get a flashback where she was trained on Themyscira. She was, to just fight like Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. Bloodsport, Eric. So you or have Wonder this. Woman. She has been trained that it's she all good. remembers. I'm blind. Uh, but wait a minute. I remember back on Themyscira where at that one point, kind of like a Luke Skywalker, even, I was taught how <laughs> to fight without eyesight. I could use my other senses. I did get kicked in the back, so it really did suck. But yeah, yeah. I, I got learned. There. I learned this, so I'm going to take this forward. Oh no, no, no! Oh, she can see shadows. As long as I have the lasso, I could have visions and see some Why shit right here. And for did some, we see this? I don't There's know. No because it, it never comes back up. No. She has the lasso the entire time, and even this whole thing where she is having these weird shadow visions while she holds onto the lasso. At one point, she's looking at Maxwell Lord, and it looks like a hand is coming out of the ground—a ghostly freaking hand to grab his leg. We never get back to that. I don't know if it's going to come back later, but I'm sitting These here like, what the fuck is that? These things don't get set up. At one point, she's looking. It looks like the ghosts are on either side. But also, just here, this is, again, you start off, Wonder Woman's blind from the- <laughs> grabs it, her own foot. She freaking falls backwards. He goes, no. What was that? All right, let's go. What? what? Yeah. So, <laughs> you end up where the the- the Vertigo tech has been well, that's changed. That's the truth is haunted. Vertigo has changed the Maxwell Lord tech to make it bigger, better, whatever, because we don't know. More compact. And, and so, it sits on the back of his head now. Well, and and because of that, though, we don't have Maxwell Lord affected. So what is Maxwell Lord going to tell us? He, his expertise, he says, huh, looks like Vertigo figured out how to use my tech. All right. Well, there you go. Let's see what he knows more. Well, that's uh, the thing um, is he has no idea how any of this has anything to do with mind control. I'm like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. Please tell me more about what's up with this tech. And he says on the bright side, because they're looking at this terraform, which is more than that. It's, it's, it's Cthulhu nightmare. It looks like an HR Geiger freaking Porsche right here with the way the earth has been torn apart. On the bright side, a pretty solid performance from stolen Lord Enterprise tech. Good thing, though. 
a blast like this, I can't imagine Vertigo would have the ability to do it twice. Vertigo's no genius. How do you know this? How do do you know that this thing that he has altered that has nothing to do with what your original tech was, that he can't do it again? You get away, he says, I imagine. I can't imagine. So he doesn't really know. But the worst is, he says, and this is going to be the next thing, that is a setup that never comes to be. He says, who... The way you rigged this up, it's got to be unstable as hell. As if Wonder Woman at some point will try to coax Vertigo into going superpower deal that she knows it will fritz out or blow up. No. Never comes to be. Never. Never happens. So what is the setup? It's unstable as hell so that she can stab it because that's all she does. She is sitting there. Then she says, this is just page after page of utter garbage and people are giving it tens please everything is she's looking at her hands everything's distorted shadows what i see is not the world but a vision what what are you talking about you see exactly what's in front of you when we end up running away to the castle as the freaking you know the military of latava are shooting on our heroes here wonder woman ends up going up and pretty much just going right up against count vertigo once they make their way here it's like I see you have had a taste of my glorious new power. I'm like, my experiments suggested a range of effects with Max's toys. I'm like, but why was it just Wonder Woman who got affected and became blind from this terraforming shit that you're doing right now that turned the world into HR Geiger land? I'm like, she's what? <laughs> I want to know also where at by the end, it looks like, you know, that this was always Max Lord's plan. He's gathering this tech. He's doing this. Are you supposed to be led to believe that he ended up mind controlling from a distance Vertigo? The only reason they went there is there was a hit out on on Maxwell Lord. Why? This doesn't even show you why there would ever have been anything of the sort. You don't even have Vertigo. Oh, is Maxwell Lord here because I want him to tinker with my fingers? For what we do here, especially for Max doing the twist, the twist would be if it was good. No, no, I'm saying like the idea when they're in the jet, they're going down and he pushes the idea of being blind in her and she doesn't realize it. And that's why she's blind. It's Maxwell Lord because he but plans the problem to turn full is on heel She's here. already ended up showing that she can negate his until that's one of Rocky's things. She can negate it unless she doesn't want to because he's whispering sweet nothings in her ear at points to save her from things. But you even have these shadows. And then at the point you get the visual from the, the cover where while Wonder Woman is facing Vertigo, she wraps the lasso around her eyes, which doesn't do anything more than what no. she already had seen. Also, but now she has she, her hands free. Yeah. Also, she ends up where she had the lasso even before that, but it didn't do anything. But yeah, welcome to the slaughter. She wraps it around, sees everyone, and the fight of all of this, the setup and this nonsense of the auction that never happened. Then this, she leaps over a bunch of guys and hits the tech. That's it. On done. The back of Vertigo's head. Yep. Done. Done. And not anymore. It's the end of that Boom. chapter. So she ends up then, and you even have uh, Maxwell Lord, like he keeps doing, he skedaddles away. He's going to do his things in the background and, you know, sneak away. And then he's like, huh, I think that Wonder Woman probably ended up stopping Vertigo by now. And that would mean that she is now not blind. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting this, but that's what happens. The whole deal, like the tech is continuously making her blind. Now she's free. She ends up where, you know, the whole thing with Latava, you're, you're led to believe from this that Count Vertigo 
in my mind, the setup is he is the ruler of Latava. He isn't the greatest guy. There is a bit of a civil war. You have a rebellion deal coming up. He's come back with his new power to gain control again because his family was freaking taken off of power years ago while he was a child. And now he's back to reclaim his goddamn throne and nobody's about it. Well, at the beginning, but the, he has a standing army, so somebody's about it. And again, you get people who don't want to die by his hand well, immediately. He has, but this seems like it's only been a weekend, and he was already in the castle where he had advisors coming up. the The civilians they're getting upset, they're attacking, and he ends up just destroying them. But here, what you end up happen is Wonder Woman takes him down by hitting his tech where he can't fly anymore. He crashes yeah, to the ground no. and then says to these soldiers, you should pick better leaders. Well, either Bitch, we didn't we, pick this. No, you know, we but got they don't. His family's freaking this is my problem. Ago. They don't even act like they are happy about this, though. They throw the guns down and run. I wouldn't throw my guy. I might run. But, you know, <laughs> they go that Well, that's going on. Maxwell sneaks into the castle. Yeah, really, <laughs> that'd be the worst. Maxwell goes into the, uh, you know, the castle. I don't even know what he's looking at at this point. It he's looks looking like at some... his technology, I'm guessing, but also it's he's looking inside the freaking Lost Ark of the Covenant too. At some point, he opens up this chest and there's a pink glowing light out of him. Like, is is that your tech, or is all this other machinery around your tech? I don't know what you're playing at earlier and really did they get all this at the auction i don't know but you ended up even having an auction where well they're supposed to be that was the setup but you ended up where he even grabbed that guy the android maker out of the sea that tech you know that fancy he ended up grabbing his cell phone that did that i can only think that he's going to get liar liar and they're going to go together with this tech together to go get one of them but he ends up where he mind controls uh, this woman. Now, also, there is a snafu a lot of times where you end up, hey, was Maxwell Lord convincing Diana? You have to show the, the nosebleed when it's happening. You can't be coy with this and say, well, he was, but the nose didn't bleed. Because even here, where he is just going to end up mind controlling this woman who comes out and says, hey, I'll stab you. I'm going to get you. Hey, are you going to be with us? I have a message for you. He starts there. So if there's anything behind the scenes, oh, we didn't know that he was going to, that's bullshit because we should have seen it and you can't play it both ways. But he ends up, this isn't bad. This ending where he is grabbing the tech. I also, when he opens up the case, I I need Jules to go, we good, Vincent? That's all I need. We good. Close it. But you end up where it's going to be a message. She's going to jump off the ramparts. That seemed to change between a little bit. You end up where she jumps. Where the, he has this woman, I need you to give Wonder Woman a message, and then pushes the message onto her, and then she jumps off the freaking castle for Wonder Woman to catch her to be given the message. Maxwell Lord should still be in this goddamn castle. Wonder Woman is a demigoddess who can fly, is super strong, super quick, all this other. What 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 is she waiting on? Because Maxwell Lord, he's just a dude who can make you think certain things, do certain things with his mind powers. But still, he's not fast. He doesn't have a goddamn way out of here right now. You go and find him right now. Maybe he's flying like Vertigo. He's got all the tech. He, he actually, these are all beta tests. He thought that everybody out there really could come up with some pretty anymore, cool deal. Magically went away when no. Vertigo well, shit yeah. went down. And and you don't even see that. What you see is Maxwell Lord off camera of them while he's going through the castle. Yep, about this time he's like checking his watch. Yep, she should have been able to deal with that. She probably can see now. I got to get this going because he doesn't want this woman to jump off the ramparts with a message and that message just flashes down on the concrete. You need to have Wonder Woman do this but even then, this is what I said about the idea. She just caught a woman that Maxwell Lord, that's awful. He is mind controlling this poor woman to 
try to commit suicide. Hopefully Diana will save her, but a message. So what does she think of that? Edda told me once that revelations are like movies. Not everyone's life is changed by Citizen Kane. What? Really? I mean, if you if you're gonna well, no, do, go, go timely, on to the next block. Go on to the next block. Edda said, whatever Max Lord saw when the wall fell, it doesn't matter he is who he is. I believed in the good of his actions, but I've so she at least gets back but everything's Edda said. Edda said, somebody said, Max Lord said. And the idea of this is a weird twist because what you are leading to is Max Lord saying, Listen, you jerk, you snap my neck. Even if it is a past continuity, you probably do it. I don't know his ML because in my mind, if somebody tried to explain, they're like, Eric Shea killed you. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I ain't dead. What am I in heaven? Because if this is heaven. Somebody better change the scriptures because I'm living in hell. But you end up, I'd say, oh well, what's the deal? What's going on? Oh, it was a past life. I'd be like, all right, Mumbo Jumbo, get out of town. Like, what do you got? Your Ouija board out here? And even if that was the case, I would, I'd have to look into it. And again- is it what Maxwell Lord saw or was it Liar Liar saw and just kind of had a passing fancy by telling him that whole thing? He like, seems to be going with this now. I, I get the idea that because even, you know, hey, what is this stuff going down? I, but with that, like, this is where you have questions in Hawkman. You want to know what does this mean for Shire? What is this? What, what I want to know and why you never get this. It's almost like the story of when you have the trope. Eric, I have one last thing to tell you before you know I go. And it's the most important thing. You're like, all right, what is it? Listen, you better open your ears right now. I'm going to tell you. You're like, okay, man. I'm, no, no, no. It's re-. And then I get shot. I can never tell you. This idea of Max Lord possibly knowing... And going with this, even what, you know, I saw what happened, daddy, liar, liar, said, if I'm Maxwell Lord, did he see why that happened? Did he actually see that he was mind controlling Superman and this was the only way out of it where he could, as he said, I want to be a better guy. I wanted to have this deal where he could have learned and say, Diana, listen, I know I did some wacky stuff and you really had to up the ante here. It's not going to whatever the case may be, but you only go with the snap, snap, snap. But we don't even well, know that fully. That's the thing is even when like, you know, he died, came back in brightest day and came up with the greatest ideas. Like I'm going to boost my idea and make everybody in the world forget that Maxwell Lord exists while I create an OMAC army. You're just not good, man. I'm telling you, you even got a second chance. You went right back to it, man. But with that, this is what gets me is you're, you're just picking, you're cherry picking just the next snap. You're not dealing with what led to it, whatever. There, There's more to the story. Also, like you just said, there's brightest day stuff. There's a lot of stuff where, you know, what does he remember and what? Does he just remember that one vision of that? Why would that be? Except for the reason that you said Tamaki only heard that and thought it would enter. But even with that, we've been waiting to have them fight. You you don't even set them on solid ground here of why they would fight and why they would be mad with Diana. Because Diana said last issue, I kind of get this weird idea that something happened at one time. With, like she doesn't remember. No. And so what is going to happen if Max Lord says, I am going to get you for snapping my neck. Diana doesn't know. And now we've been waiting six, seven issues though. This is what I'm saying. Lasso, show me the truth. Is this real? 
Oh my God, it's real. But even if she does, then what is she going to say? I'm sorry. I, I wrapped the lasso around is, me is and it gonna, should be the truth of timelines. Does oh, the idea that he ends up fighting her get revenge on something that didn't even happen really to their lives here? It just, it's That's all convoluted. It's an convoluted. existential question. It's I can't all answer, convoluted Jim. though with this where Mariko Tamaki just has one thing and it's been, ex- this scavenger hunt of tech is, it's been nonsense. I hate you, scavenger hunt stories. You, and, and at least you should know what you're scavenging like hunting here, for. They don't go anywhere. No, and they don't, but also usually, time. usually, you know, at least something about what you're going for and not once you know, where you tech. have the expert there. Hey, Maxwell, what's up with this tech? Who? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm not sure, but man, he's up the ante, but he might not be able to use it again, but he's really, but, it over- he shouldn't tamper with things he doesn't understand. Well, do you understand? Yeah, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> he fully understands. Like, and, and again, where you're dealing with, I said with Liar Liar, you were dealing with, you know, that whole deal of a non-trustworthy narrator. So you don't know exactly. Well, really? Maxwell, now do we think that he knows the tech? And that's why he'd know that if it gets shattered, she'd get her. I say back, or is he just saying that? Because that's again the trope to do that. It was and what does it matter? What did it matter? Monster making device. I don't know what it does. Oh my god! Wonder Woman is blind. That did nothing in this issue. She was not even bothered at all by it before. Liar, liar! You can't hear her. So you you've been blind. You've been deaf. Really gonna have a walker next you can't walk very well yeah well, she knows it's me. just nonsense it's just nonsense and yeah the art's okay the That's art's right. pretty good i like the colors i like the art in this we even said ramala fajardo jr was on the colors in punchline pretty damn good colorist damn right some of the stuff is muted out when you have terraforming hideous landscape and also i see visions what does that mean she sees the coast world. A 3-5 I gave it on the visions. cider. I'm like, I just want to know what the hell that ghoul was coming out of the freaking ground and grabbing her leg. All of a sudden, like, the Crypt Keeper's here. I think that, again, you end up where you want to have her see. She's blind, so that's a big thing, but she has to see. So then you have to just say visions. I think that was just, and, and this is going to make you laugh because it's so stupid. That's just that she saw in the visions that the old Maxwell Lord's trying to trip her up. That's all I think it was. I think that it was supposed to show that somebody's meddling with her in the visions. <laughs> but you never right, look, see look. Shit. It, it, it could be true, but it also, no offense, the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm kill everybody. This whole thing. What else could it be? To, she's right. seeing visions. If you go back to where she is seeing visions, right, and she first looks at but Maxwell Lord. Why would Lord, she be seeing visions, she, but she, seeing she exactly sees the things world. that seems the way Riddick does in the freaking Riddick movies yeah, and stuff that's like that? Visions. She got that's her eyes a, shined, is what she did. In the background of Maxwell Lord, where he's looking all blue and gorgeous, it looks like we got a bunch of fucking phantoms wa- walking around. I, I don't know what this whole vision thing is. It's just ridiculous. It, I just know that we can tie we can tie our freaking lasso around our freaking face, and then we can go and fight Vertigos. Everything's fine, but there could be ghouls grabbing your feet out of nowhere. I well, don't know. Well, the ghoul is trying to grab Maxwell Lord's – really going after Maxwell, it seems, at first, well, no, but then I, ends up grabbing exactly, Diana. It, it comes out. I swear it was Maxwell's foot. Yeah, and I think it, it is. grabs her foot. Ah! It's like it's like the ghost, Eric. Book. The movie Ghost is trying to pull him down in the hell because those, that's where he died. Is one of those phantoms that come after that dude? Yeah, that's what happens. And you end up where then it's grabbing Wonder Woman. And just don't like her. <laughs> I don't know. It's trying to trip her up. Hey, is this real? Is this real life? 
Holy moly. She falls over, screams no, gets back. You sound frightened. You sound like an asshole. What are you doing? But she never brings up the fact she was attacked by a ghoul. She And she falls on that awful landscape. It looks like she's got like a briar patch up her, her, her butt. And she yells, no, what is happening? She's trying to figure it out. You sound frightened, Wonder Woman. Diana, what did you see? His Low voice. Sales. He said, his voice. There's a space between his words. That's called a sentence, Wonder Woman. Jesus Christ. Diana, and then she lets go. Do you see? I think he might have some a concussion or something from the jet crash. I don't know. Just, just think of this. She actually says there's a space between his words. <laughs> What, what is he supposed to jump well, on and tell her about freaking sentence structure. She doesn't know about this. She's putting what it together herself. What are you doing? How dare you put a preposition next to an adjective? I don't understand. It's it's ridiculous. There there are things in this that just make no damn sense or set up things that never happened. Three, five. What do you give it? I give this a fuck you five all the way with this whole thing. This and the flash are equally shit in my mind. And I just want them both to go away. And actually that, and that just go away. I want them to be put on hold. So DC can sit out there and actually find a competent writer to take these characters that I love and enjoy and do something with them. You end up where, you know, when we get this whole deal, two months, you know, maybe even three because of the whole endless winter. Yeah. Um, but I now I think this continues on because in December you have liar, liar coming back. But uh, yeah, you got a lot of time. You got a lot of time to find somebody who knows the character. And that's my whole deal. Listen, let's not deal with other things involved. Let's deal with find the most competent writer. Who knows the character? And I would go with somebody who knows the character. The writing, you can get some help, but these characters, these writers, they don't know the character. And don't also, this is a little hint. If DC's listening, here you go. When you go to hire somebody for a book, ask them if they have a damn story. Don't just hire them because you want to or hire them because of this or that. Hire them because they have a story to tell because we have seen this now with G. Willow Wilson. She comes over from Marvel to do this, and I like her, Miss Marvel, a lot. She comes over, no inspiration, doesn't know the character, admits it on Twitter, says, I really aren't, I, I don't have a handle, never got it. We said the side characters were more interesting and stuff. And now you have Mariko Tamaki here who just, doesn't know that and doesn't have a story either I, it just there's nothing going on here and i said one of the weird things that i go with when i start feeling like hey, mariko tamaki she doesn't seem to get this character she doesn't seem inspired or whatever i usually do go to the twitter to see how much they're interacting with the fans of that character and how much they're talking about this particular book and not their you know indie books or creative right. And both G. Willow Wilson and Mariko Tamaki, usually when I check in, they don't say they, they weren't saying anything about it because they really don't care. That's what it seems. And it's weird to say. I'd love to think that that's the problem. I think that's less of an insult than saying you just can't write because they have had a lot of fans and things like that. I said, G. Willow Wilson, I love Miss Marvel. Great. But just no inspiration here. And it just falls flat. It falls real flat. But what is your book of the week? Oh, my book of the week is Hawkman number 29. Mine is as well, Eric. Who would have thunk that? Me, at least. And I That's even liked it more than you. That's why deserved to be in the first section. No only is it his final issue, but it's the best book this no, week. We could have had Hawkman and Punchline in the first section, and then people would have been like, holy crap, I want to jump off a bridge. At well, least we had something in, in that second. Well, we, I know. It's me actually leading the charge. But hey, everybody, he's with, rich. Uh, Let's fucking kill ourselves. Hey, everybody. Let's see what we can get next week. Maybe we'll enjoy some Hopefully. things, right? we've got eight books happen. next week we're going to be talking about. Yeah, well, here we go. And two of these will be on the spotlight. 
the patreon.com slash weird science DC comics spotlight. And, you know, some of the things we do over there, we're very positive with. We have a lot of oh, yeah. fun. I've been, well, that's why I put up all these side things from before. <laughs> so you can see us at least enjoying things, but Aquaman number 65. And, and again, too, I always want to stress the idea I'm looking forward to future state and I look forward to everything as well as Eric does until, you know, it slaps us in the face, but we are not going to pish posh things. If you think we're overly negative, we'll, we're never the ones leading the charge of, I hate that before I read it. We always have a see. Yeah. So I'm waiting and we were already going through. You even said that Teen Titans, things like that. And I'm excited for future state. I need to get those March solicits. If we come back with everything not changed, creative teams and whatnot, because things are not good right now. If we come back, then I, I'm going to be a little I swear Tomasi's still going to be on Detective Comics. We'll see. We'll see how it is. They already announced that Tynan is going to be on Batman, and that's why I don't know why you wouldn't say stuff about Tomasi as well. I mean, they've fully said that Tynan continues, and they're already working on issues into you know, 106, 107, right. and stuff like that coming back. So you got that. But again, that is the main and Batman Jim, book, and I think they want people. Punchline continues in 2021. Yeah, I told you that's happening. We'll see. Aquaman number 65. Eric, this is Kelly Sue DeConnick's last issue, I believe, oh. and it is uh, Maron. We've got a lot of stuff to wrap up with that Red Wedding. Smooching on the boats, they are there. Yeah, Aquaman got killed in the last issue. I, I will tell you that I think that we might have a little bit of a force. I don't know. We'll see. I'd love <sighs> to say that it's an oversized issue, but I don't know that. Yeah. I'll see that by the end. Batman number 103, Ghostmaker versus Clown Hunter for your soul. Versus Eric. Batman. Yeah, so we'll get that. That's a three know, way. We'll see. Fight. Yeah. People, <laughs> people, uh, People like uh, Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter more than me. I got yelled at from last I like Clown Hunter. Ghostmaker's yeah. just nobody I don't get to it. me. I don't have enough. And by nobody, I mean Morgan Ducard. <laughs> now, that is a smart joke, Eric. I will give, I will, I'll give you that. Uh, I Clown Hunter, I haven't gotten enough of yet to really like or love. Just kind of their wait, waiting pattern. Catwoman number 27, high speed heist there, the Catwoman. Right. Getting back to Alitan. I'm looking forward to that. I have a song ready for that one, too. So, obviously, I'll be looking forward you to that. You had one for Punchline. Did you play that? Uh, yes, Eric. Well, how did you not hear that? I have a space I for have it, a my friend. <laughs> yes. Justice League number 57. All right. Uh, yeah. You have things we'll going see what on there. With that. The Justice yeah. League and Lex Luthor and the Legion I- of Doom. Come on. I hope it picks up a bit from last issue. Uh, Nightwing number 76, Eric. You end up having B and Nightwing in the crosshairs. Oh, yeah. Of, KG Beast is coming back KG for revenge. Beast. He's and already revenge, back. Just trying to kill somebody who he didn't kill the first time. It's not really yeah. revenge. It's just finishing what you started, Beast. Yeah, really. It's like Van Halen. Finish what Lally you started gagging, there, asshole. buddy. Where's your living metal arm Gonna now, go back to Russia and get your shit talked on you in a bar? Yeah. Really, in Russia, Barr talks to you. No, you end no. up where, uh, yeah, you, you already you. had KG, KG Beast has already got beat by the neck. I mean, the crosshairs. Uh, we'll see Rorschach number two. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I counted it, but we'll see. Yeah. Teen Titans number 47, Eric. Oh, final that. issue. Yeah. Final issue there. You're there. It looks like on the, they're sitting on a girder there up above. And, um, you think Kid Flash and Red Arrow are going to smooch? I think they will more, smooch. There's nothing more I like gossiping about than children kissing. Yeah, you like that? I just <laughs> I think don't that like this round, podcast anymore. Roundhouse, 
When have you ever? Roundhouse looks like he's gained a few pounds. He better watch what he's eating there. That's not shame either. Does he have a physical in, form? I don't know. Yeah, he better get his, you know, combobulator more in tune. But that's it. That's all of the things, other things that people might be interested if they are. So Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace, number 17. They have the digital stuff going on right now and it's mainly the superman book the batman and wonder woman so you get the trinity and they're interesting enough i see people who uh tend to like them and we'll decide maybe if we're going to deal with looney tunes number 257 oh you know what oh yeah i did I, I did miss one eric guess what what dark knight's death metal number five well, let's see, I'm I, went here, back Mike, here. I don't think we you did all the books but i couldn't I'm think what through. it was it's so tough on the site because you got the graphic novel stuff going as well but yeah death metal Number five. So it's we'll a big have one. that. It's big. It is big there. Uh, looks like uh, possibly a little, I don't know. That looks like a John Romito Jr. cover, but I don't think it is. Uh, I think it's different. It looks a little too good. So for it looks that almost like so. shit. I got you. No, the Wonder Woman looked a little off, but those will be on the podcast next week. Uh, two of them will be on the Patreon spotlight. Go over there and a bunch of other shows, including me and Luke Hollywood doing a Manga Monday show this week with Batman Beyond Mark. But we do that each and every week. I end up having a podcast with Matt Razor, where we go through the good, bad comics, where we're going through All-Star, Batman, and Robin, the Frank Miller nice. deal. And we have a bunch of other things, including coming up, the Savage Hawkman New 52 review that me and you will be doing. That's so right. we'll have a bunch of things and all that. I'm going to be going off now and actually doing the Solicits podcast for DC. So there's a bunch going on there. Check it out. It's you know, we hope it's worth your while. It's worth Eric's. So that's maybe. enough for you. Maybe, maybe dad, later on in the week when you get to the things. Yeah. But Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, Eric.